Hello friends, this is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad you're all here today. We're going to be having a fantastic show. We'll be talking about um, clean water uh, for the Hopi, beautiful Hopi Indians, as well as for the people of Flint, Michigan. There's quite a story to tell uh, about that. That'll be starting at, at about 11.30 a.m. But before that, I'll be bringing on my good friend Samuel Chong, uh, who translated um, a book called The Thea Uba Prophecy. Uh, from French into English and has been uh, working hard to um, to distribute and and publicize the messages contained in that wonderful book. Now people, I can hear people now saying, well, who are the Theobuas? Well, they are, they are a benevolent um, a race of, of uh, extraterrestrials who say they started, started help start life on this planet uh, 1.35 uh, billion years ago. Now that was before many of us were born. <laughs> in this universe, but he's got lots of interesting things to say, and I know you'll find him absolutely fascinating. During the first um, first half hour, I'll just be giving some introductions and um, talking about my upcoming trips to um, Mount Shasta as well as um, as Peru. I'm going to Peru later this year, so I wanted to tell everyone uh, about that. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much, much better place. I want to thank everyone for listening today. With today's show, we should have right around 1.36 billion people listening in over 100 countries. That's on the planet. And then off the planet, we should have approximately 810 million listeners, benevolent souls, um, uh, listening as, as well. And I want to especially thank uh, the my Dear brothers and sisters among the Pleiadians, um, Admiral Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus, of course, for all his wonderful help and 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 protection and help, as well as the Galactic Alliance as well. They, the Galactic Alliance is an alliance of of uh, how many? It's like seven trillion uh, entities, uh, 450 million planets in this part of the Milky Way galaxy, and they are mostly human, all benevolent, and they do want us to succeed. This is the uh, seventh time our civilization here has uh, has tried to ascend, so we're we're in quite historical uh, we're in quite a historical moment right now. Uh, I myself have been here fifty two thousand years. I I know I probably don't look it, <laughs> but I've been here a long time. There's many old souls, and only the toughest souls can come to to planet Earth because it is a hard place. Of all the planets in the universe to affect any um, any positive change. Uh, the Earth is the toughest one to, to so, you know, you're not alone if you think that this is a hard planet, because it is. Um, it's a beautiful planet. There's a lot of opportunities here for spiritual growth. And uh, we'll be talking about that with my good friend uh, Samuel Chong here in just a minute. He's a wonderful fellow. And the Theobuas are fascinating. Um, they're benevolent. And um, they and they're trying to help us as best as best as they can, as well as all the benevolent um, um, extraterrestrials now visiting the planet, but they have to, they all have to have to respect our own free will. In other words, they cannot substitute their decisions for ours. It has to be all on our own because that's our sole contract. We all, you know, all of us volunteered to come down here on planet earth to help it make it a better place and come to make it through this uh, transitionary period, but uh, we're doing it. And um, at the end of the day, I know we're going to, we're going to make it. It's going to be a beautiful place, not only for ourselves, but our children and our children's children. So we have a beautiful, bright future. This is what I wrote about in my book. Um, uh, I have a copy here, Messages from the Masters, a couple of years ago. It's still available in print. 
Uh, it's, it's messages from Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, Nostradamus, and many other beautiful spirits, including Dr. Masuramoto, on our beautiful, bright future. If you want a copy of it, uh, just go to my uh, website, out of this world, www.outofthisworldreadings.com, and go to Miscellaneous, and you'll find all my all my books there. In addition, um, there's a, a German uh, edition of the book that came out some months ago. Die Ganswelt der Einstein, All the World is One. I want to thank uh, my good friends, my good friend uh, Michael um, at uh, AMRA Publishers, AMRA. You can go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, or you can go to AMRA Publishers. I think they're located outside of uh, Munich in, um, in Germany and order the book there. It's not very expensive. I think it's like 22 euros or something like that. I also just published a book, another book called Journey to the Other Side, uh, talking to angels and other benevolent beings. Um, this is actually an angel I photographed on a flight from uh, Vancouver, Canada to Tokyo, Japan back in, uh, what, what year was that? Nin uh, 2017, 2018. And um, I was surrounded by angels on my flight. This is, uh, the color itself is pink. It's it's love, surrounded by love and angels. So you couldn't have better company than that. It's got lots of pictures of orbs and talks about Sasquatch and how to talk to angels and how to talk to the other side. It's an instructional booklet, and I think it's just like 20 or $21. If you'd like a copy, please go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, and you can order it, order it there. Um, I'm working also on a fourth book now, um, uh, Messages from um, Adama and the, and, uh, of the, uh, and, tel and the Telosians, as well as the Pleiadians on how we might structure our own society once we go into the fifth and higher dimensions. Uh, we won't need a government that's as big as it is today. We won't certainly won't need the police type forces to control and regulate human behavior because people will tie into the inner God within all of them and they'll just know how to act. You know, if you have a flock of geese or a flock of birds, um, they know how to act um, and they, they all are tied into the creator. So it's going to be it's an exciting time. It really is. This is. We've been trying um, many, many um, millions of years to get to this point in human history, and we're finally doing it, my friends. We're, we're, we're finally doing it. Um, I want to start off today's show uh, with a couple of quotes from um, my dear friend, President John F. Kennedy, who prompted me this morning. Um, this is a little um, quotations book I got at the um, JFK Museum in Dallas, Texas here some years ago. And I, it's, it's one of those little books that you love reading, you know, and you, you read maybe a page or two once and then you come back to it the next day. And there's, it has a lot of very interesting things to say. And uh, one of the quotes um, uh, that uh, President Kennedy wants me to share with you this morning is, uh, truth is a tyrant, the only tyrant to whom we can give our allegiance. The service of truth is a matter is a matter of heroism, and especially with all the censorship going on in uh, in the world today and in the United States, um, I don't know where big tech gets off on uh, trying to censor, uh, the, you know, people here. But uh, we know what the truth is, and and in the future, um, we are entering into a time of truth where where um, people will know whether other people are telling the truth or not by just looking into their own heart mind. People have two, two minds. They have their logical third dimensional mind, and then they've got their fifth dimensional heart mind. If you trust your heart mind, your intuition, you will never go wrong and always make the correct decisions. One of the interesting things I learned um, many years ago is that uh, um, all the messages that I get as a psychic from the other side is 100% true. 
and um, that took some time uh, to, for me to realize, but um, trying to uh, tell a lie, it's like trying to tell a lie to God is like trying to, is, is impossible. You can't do it. It's, it's all there. So in the future, many politicians will find themselves simply out of work because people will realize they're lying, you know. Um, and uh, uh, what, the other thing that um, President Kennedy wanted me to share with you this morning is he said, do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger uh, people. Um, uh, do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your tasks. In other words, we're all here on a, the earth itself is like a big learning school. It's and uh, uh, we're all here for to experience spiritual growth. And um, by that measure, um, what do you you know? It, it, the other thing that uh, President Kennedy is wanting me to share with you this morning, he writes. Um, this is a, 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 um, a, a quote he made in, in, on July 25th, 1963. He said, children are the world's most valuable resource and its best hope for the future. What a golden quote that is. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of world um, does the FDA and the Biden administration want for uh, our children um, in the view of the fact that they've, they've uh, forced the shot program uh, on the schedule for these little poor little kids. Many of them are getting, uh, getting sick from it and dying. Um, I think it's horrible what's going on, but people are standing up and uh, I know we're, we're going to get through it. One thing I wanted to share with everyone, I always love to play <coughs> my, my 528 hertz tuning fork. The frequency of love is actually 528 hertz. And when you hit one of these 528 hertz tuning forks with this crystal from uh, Mount Shasta, uh, it's been blessed by uh, the priests of and the, uh, the priests and energy of of, of uh, Telos underneath Mount Shasta. He spread love everywhere. So I'm going to hit this three times, and everyone listening to it will be bathed in love. This vibration of love this morning. Here we go. Isn't that nice. That's the first one. That's the frequency of love. If you can hear it, I hope you can hear it. Okay. Second and third. Isn't that nice? That's the frequency of love, my friends. So everyone now is bathed in love. Isn't that nice? Great. I sell these actually. Um, not a lot. I think it's fifty, fifty-five dollars, something like that. And if you'd like one, just please go to my website, out of triple w dot out of this world readings dot com, and you can you can order it uh, uh, there. The, um, I just finished my Galactic Wisdom Conference about two weeks ago, but it, um, there's a whole, you can still listen to it uh, for up to six months through September. And uh, we have some famous scientists and uh, healers and psychics um, um, at the conference, uh, over 20 hours worth of, worth of presentations, including um, Professor uh, uh, Jerry Pollock, a famous water scientist from the University of Washington. Uh, Professor Irvin Laszlo uh, from Italy, a famous uh, philosopher of science, really enjoy his his work. Uh, Emmanuel Eiter, who's a French Hollywood film director, a spiritual film director, wonderful fellow. Um, I'm in two of his uh, uh, in one of his his movies that came out, and 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 be also in a in a in a second movie as well. But he's a great guy, of course. And then we um, we did a fundraiser for Hopi Water. Uh, and I want to thank everyone so much who who donated. Um, I'm going to be having Liam McLaughlin, a really wonderful man, with the Washington Clean Water Foundation. We'll be talking about the Hopi water situation and Flint, Michigan. People don't realize it, but um, back in, um, when was it? It was uh, uh, back in about five years ago in 2018, um, he was... Uh, 
um, he had uh, managed to to fundraise um, a, a lot of money, I think millions of dollars, to um, to buy clean water filters so that all the little school kids um, and their teachers and families in the Flint, Michigan area could have water filters which would produce clean water, excellent clean fresh water for the kids. And believe it or not, um, the the government officials there, the city, all turned them down. They didn't want it. You know why? Because they wanted to give the business to Nestle. And uh, since that time, um, uh, Nestle has donated to their credit bottled water to the to the people and um, to the people and children of, of Flint, Michigan. But there's been no long term solutions made on the water situation. From what I understand, the water is still bad, and uh, it would been would have been nice um, to have clean water filters. It's it's kind of like uh, in the Bible. There's a there's a um, a quotation from Jesus where it says something like, you know, if you if you uh, you can give if people are starving, you can give fish to them to eat but if you teach someone how to fish um that'll carry them through any any anything for for their needs for for uh for protein so anyway that's what um um but he'll be talking about his ongoing efforts and what could have been um what could have been uh done in um in flint michigan five years ago but uh, it wasn't but you know the door is still open as far as i know um, and uh, I want to encourage uh, and support Leon in his wonderful efforts. He's a wonderful fellow, and he does a lot of really, really good work helping people around the world. The um, this summer, at the end of uh, at the end of June and at the end of August, I'll be going back to Mount Shasta again. Um, every year I go there. Uh, it's a fantastic place. Um, the um, last year, everyone who came with me on my trips all had miracle healings. One lady was completely healed of Lyme disease, disease that she'd had for 20 years. Another fellow uh, who had um, um, uh, irritable bowel, bowel syndrome was completely healed up within within a day there. I mean, you see these miracles happen over and over and over again. One lady who was completely blind in one of her eyes got her eyesight restored, not making any of this up, and I can prove every word of it because I, I was there, I watched it all. Um, two people who had hearing loss had their hearing restored. Um, uh, one lady who had cataracts in both eyes um, had the cataracts dissolve within about uh, 24 hours. Um, and what we do, we go to a special spot at Mount Shasta where there's, there's powerful energy ley lines there. And we simply pray uh, as a group and we tie into the God energy within all of us. And with the help of Adam and the pe beautiful people of Telos, um, I've seen miracle healings happen over and over and over again. Um, it's not guaranteed, however, um, and the, the only thing is that you have to be um, positive and open to the healing, and I, 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 I guarantee that you'll have a, a good experience there. Um, and I, I've seen so many miracles happen at Shasta over the years. There's actually been quite a battle going on between the light and the dark at Shasta, you've got the negatives like the reptilians coming in and trying to take over the mountain uh, versus the Telosians and the Pleiadians who um been trying to defend um, and and protect uh, this very sacred area. Um, but the, the light is winning and, but uh, the light is winning um, and the dark is losing uh, at Mount Shasta as in other places as well, but you still have to be have to be careful. I know last year I had several attempts on my life um, from the negatives. Um, they didn't succeed because I was I was protected. Um, but uh, 
but you always have you can't be too can't be too careful uh, when you go into a situation uh, uh, like that. Um, I want to um, also tell everyone that uh, I know by um, the energies are rapidly changing right now on the planet, and um, uh, we have a lot of beautiful beautiful things ahead of us. Every single thing that that the great spirits told me about um, in my messages from the Master's book have come true. Um, uh, since, uh, since I, when I first started, started writing the book in 2015, and then I published it in late 2017, everything that they mentioned, um, has come true. There's other predictions in the book as well, um, that, um, time will tell, but I know that, uh, when you talk to a spirit or an angel on the other side, they always speak from the truth and they always tell you, uh, everything is, is a hundred percent true when, when they come on, um, and give you, give you messages. The, um, one of the things I like about the Hopi people is that um, they are um, they know the true history of the planet, as do the Theobuans. Um, and so, um, if you if you are down in, in Hopi land in in the reservation area, um, make an effort to talk to to the local people there. They have a lot of knowledge. They're beautiful people, and I think uh, for those of you who have any questions for. For Samuel Chong, he'll be coming on in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Um, Sam uh, has written about the Theobuans, and they, they often give him messages as well. Um, there's a lot of benevolent civilizations out there who care about uh, humanity on this planet, who do love us and do want us to succeed. Um, they don't want us to, there's no reason for us to live in fighting and hatred, in jealousy and fear, all these negative human emotions, which the, which the reptilians and other negative races feed off of. They actually feed off our, our negativity and conflict. But if we're in a loving um, and a heart-centered uh, existence, um, they, don't, uh, they, don't, they can't feed off that, and they have to leave. By this time next year, next year all the reptilians should be gone. Um, many, some people have told me that they're actually, most of them have already left um, by now. But I know this year that the energies are really changing um, for the better. And I know by, by May and June, um, things will be a lot uh, a lot better here in this country and, and around the world. Uh, none of their plans to exterminate humanity are, are going to succeed um, because God is really on our side. And the Supreme Being has decreed that this planet shall um, ascend into the higher dimension. So that's what exactly what we're doing now. And as I was talking to my good friend, Dr. Michelle Peel, some months ago, uh, she she gave a wonderful presentation at the conference too. She said that um, the um, that we don't the, everyone's expecting us to go into the fifth dimension this year, and we are going into the fifth dimension. But I want to tell people that the fifth dimension is not a um, an, an end uh, end end station for everyone because we've got the ability to go much higher into the eighth and ninth dimensions. Uh, the twelfth dimension, is, of course, is where the supreme being is. And in my book, um, uh, Journey to the Other Side, I explain all the different dimensions. We've existed uh, in the third dimension here for many millions of years. We are shifting. We are in fourth, fourth dimension now, and we're shifting into the fifth dimension this year. But it doesn't stop there, my friends, because um, we, we have the capability and the, the promise to go much, much higher. Uh, I myself go into the eighth and ninth dimensions now on a regular basis. Um, and uh, I'm still here. You see me here on the screen, and I'm still here because um, 
I, I've wanted to stay to help. I, I came to, to this planet 52,000 years ago to help with the ascension, and I'm still here plugging away. But um, the galactics and my benevolent extraterrestrial friends have all told me that um, we all, only the toughest um, souls can come to this planet because it is not an easy place to affect any positive change at all. In day-to-day lives, you know, all of us have our little little challenges here on the planet, but just know that God is with us, the Supreme Being is backing us, the benevolent energies and uh, spiritual um, uh, backing of the, um, the Galactic Alliance are here with us. The Galactics are a huge um, uh uh, benevolent uh, extraterrestrial group of which we are a, in fact, a part of. Uh, the human species is very, very common throughout um, this this universe, this galaxy, and um, most of the most of the benevolent souls within the Galactic Alliance are are human, just like us, except that they're just in different different dimensions. Um, but the dimensional concept is a very interesting one. Um, I know uh, Professor Einstein, uh, my good friend um, Albert, is, is continuing his work on the other side, but he does his work now with, with other scientists uh, in the higher dimensions, especially among the Pleiadians and other benevolent groups. Um, Dr. Masuramoto, he passed away, unfortunately, in October, October 17, 2014, but he's continuing his work now as an example with the Pleiadians um, and scientists there to help improve the, the water conditions on, on this planet. And I guess that's why I, I like Leon McLaughlin so much of the Washington Clean Water Foundation is that he's basically doing God's work. One of the things that uh, Dr. Omoto used to say is that um, water is God and God is water. And I always thought that was a, just a fascinating concept because people um, have asked before, well, well, if you can't see God, uh, then where where is this supreme being? And the supreme being actually is is everywhere, and all of us have that spark of the supreme being uh, within us. One thing President Kennedy is with me with us now, and he's reminding me that about two years ago, he said that um, once people realize that we all have the spark of God or the supreme being within all of us, then we'll stop fighting because if you fight other people, you're basically fighting yourself, which is kind of silly in a way. But um, we are entering into a beautiful new future. And I want people to know that, that it's just we are creating it now as we speak. Oh, sure, the negatives are doing everything they can to stop us. Um, the I think, you, you know, you look at what happened in Ohio recently in Pennsylvania, with the intentional release of 1000s and 1000s of pounds of highly toxic and carcinogenic dioxins into that area. That was an attempt not only to kill off many people in the area, including the Amish, but also to ruin the land for as much as long as possible so we would have food shortages in the United States and and elsewhere. Um, That's one of their goals, the negative's goals, is to reduce the population of this planet by 95%. Now you may want to, you may ask, say, well, why would they want to do that? Uh, Well, historically, um, the reptilians and other negative species um, have come in to 20, in the past they've come into 22 different um, um, uh, 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 star systems here on this planet and they've told the elites on these planets, these human human planets, that if you reduce the population by 95%, which is what the elites want to do here on this planet, that will make you the preeminent powers on the planet and you can live like kings and queens and all the resources will be there for you to enjoy. But unfortunately for them, in each case, um, 
um, after they've wiped out 95% of humanity, they create like a slave race that caters only to the elites. And after which the reptilians come in, they blow up the planet with an antimatter weapon that destroys everything, including all the souls on the planet. That's their modus operandi. After they've taken off all the, all the resources of the planet, they've done this 22 other times in 22 other star systems. Earth is no different. That's what they've been planning. But uh, fortunately for us, um, their plans will not succeed because we've got we've got the backing of of the supreme being, the the creator who created all that there is, as well as um, the galactic alliance, which is a huge, huge group of benevolent souls here on in this galaxy. They are one hundred thousand years ahead of us technologically speaking, and f- up to fifty thousand years ahead of us uh, spiritually. So they're very powerful, and it's a very easy way to contact them. I actually have their phone numbers right now. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Just getting intergalactic charges do apply if you do call them. But no, an easy way to do it is put your hand in your heart and do what's called the hue. The hue is a meditation technique. It's the hue and human, and it goes like this. Hue. And twice, twice more. Hue. And let's do it one more time. Hue. That nice is that a nice a beautiful way to start your day the galactics will help you in anything you wish um as long as you have a good purpose and you can call them using that um um using that technique um and now perfect timing my my good friend samuel chong is here i'm going to bring him in he's the person who's been in contact with the theobuas and wrote this fantastic book and you can go to his website as well um, I believe it's www.chinasong.org, uh, but Samuel would be better. Hey, Samuel, how you doing, my friend? Can you hear me okay? Yes, okay. yes. Great, great. Great to see you. Your timing was absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, you were one second early, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 25 words or less, or you can have more than that if you want, could you tell people a little bit about your background and uh, a little bit about the Theobuans? Yes. Uh, a brief introduction for people who don't know much about you and they're saying, Theobuans, who are they? <laughs> I haven't seen them before. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, so, my name is Samuel Chong, a certified court interpreter in California and New York and a Chinese translator. I'm the author of uh, Theoba Prophecy, which depicts the author's experiences of uh, being taken by the Theobans to their planet for nine days. The Theobans actually um, were heavily involved in the spiritual development of the people on Earth throughout history as recorded in the Bible. Um, And I think uh, the Theoba Prophecy is one of the most important books uh, for people to read and to learn more about uh, uh, the past and also the current state of affairs. Okay. Okay. And they go back, uh, what, like 1.335 billion years? I mean, it's before you were born. I was born, you know, way, way, <laughs> <Right>. way back. <coughs> and, yeah. what, and what's fascinating is that you've included descriptions in your book, fascinating book, about uh, what life was like in Mu, M-U which Churchward wrote about uh, in the 19th century. 
and how a market, for example, would, would operate. Like, for example, if he wanted some flowers, he'd simply go to the flower seller and say, hey, I'd love your flowers. And the seller would, would I shouldn't sell seller because because he wasn't really selling anything, but he would give him some flowers. And then he was scratching his head saying, well, don't you want payment? But they don't <laughs> use money, did they? How did they, how did they affect transactions? Because that's what we're headed for now in our own evol spiritual evolution. I mean, people just uh, think about uh, everyone being in this one oneness, like everyone's connected to each other. No one right. took advantage of each other. So they right. think about everything as being like in a communal service uh, for others. So people just grab whatever they needed. No one took advantage of uh, the uh, the uh, the products on the market. And, and the and the people who provided the the products and services, they were they did so willingly, and, and they they just uh, didn't uh, have this idea of uh, medium of exchange. Uh, they don't have any uh, kind of sense of money because they didn't need to have money. People were just helping each other out of their own free will and spiritual uh, spiritual willingness to do so. Um, so they had a very, very highly evolved and advanced civilization on Earth about uh, uh, throughout, throughout the, the 200,000 years ago until 14,500 years ago on the continent of uh, Lemuria. Wow. Yeah. Well, as we go into the higher dimensions, people have asked me, well, what will it be like? And I, I tell them, I think that the coffee and the Happy Meals will have a higher vibration. They'll taste better. Just kidding about the Happy Meals. Mm -hmm. But but um, things will be a lot more smoother than they are now. You won't find the conflict that we have now. And people's needs will be taken care of. You know, I've always thought that poverty and hunger and basic issues like housing, those will be taken care of because there's plenty, plenty enough resources, in my opinion, humble opinion, to go around for everyone on this planet. We don't need the scarcity. We don't need the wars. Um, personally and that kind of uh, act of altruism between people without the even the thinking of getting payment is the sort of thing that you know when someone does something nice for you I, I mean that's that's what makes a beautiful world right and um anyway yeah yeah so i think that's the kind of world we're headed headed for yes i'm, I'm actually trying to incorporate this kind of mentality to the services that i provide uh, translation services i don't ask for a lot of um, um, like paybacks from people who uh, who need my services, like if they cannot for if they cannot afford it, I'll just provide my services free of charge. I'm hoping that uh, more people can 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 think about that and can can be touched by uh, a small group of people like me. I'm just trying to be more altruistic, and uh, but I'm also thinking about how to influence more people. Um, I know that you uh, and a few others uh, who listen to you. Not a few, a lot of people who listen to your, your, your podcast and radio shows, they know this concept, but there are still a lot of people who, um, who kind of uh, listen to the mainstream media who are kind of involved in some of the, uh, narratives of the government or the small group of people. And I'm trying to figure out a way to promote a, a, a more spiritual concept to those kind of people. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out a way to do so. Right. Well, it's all kind of a, a way of, of waking up, you know, and it's like every time a political leader, almost not all of them, but many of them, every time they talk, they're lying. Um, 
<laughs> I've heard that quote before. You know, I don't know about you, uh, Sam, but I'll, you want to give people benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, you don't want to get paranoid and think they're all bad. And they're not all bad. There's good people out there, too, of course, in government. But um, it, it is kind of disheartening to see the, the lies perpetuated out there in the media and everything. Um, mm. But that's that's an interesting point. I've taken it. I've taken some notes and I've also gone through your website, China Song. You have some fascinating things here, but you mentioned what three or four things you mentioned. First off, there were um, we get to it. One was journalists. Um, money was first. Yeah. The real dangers on earth, the Theobuans, according to Theobuans, in order of importance are one money, two politicians, three journalists, and drugs grouped together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and religions. Um, I don't look at religions as all bad. I think it's good, and they they do um, tell, teach people about God and angels. But but because they're human-made, man-made, so to speak, um, they do can can lead people into spiritual straitjackets um, that aren't that don't allow them to to really spiritually grow. But p- please tell us more about that. that. That that's one of the points I wanted to ask about. Yeah, uh, religions uh, by religion, they what they mean uh, is mostly the Catholic religion and other religions that kind of. Uh, Portray themselves as a representative of God. Um, as, as you know, as I know, <laughs> we can connect to God directly through uh, meditation, through prayer, right. or through yeah. having good enough sleep. I've, I've yeah. got his phone number right here if anybody wants it. So, I <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. so we actually can connect to God, the source, uh, right. directly without having to go through this intermediary agency or right. like religious uh, organizations. Um, but the religious organizations portray themselves as representatives of God. This is something that's really troublesome, at least to me, because they they really cannot do so, and they kind of misrepresent a lot of things, uh, uh, spiritual doctrines or spiritual developments that are necessary for people to elevate themselves. Um, right. So I think uh, what they mean is that religions have been distorting the true messages uh, how, how to grow spiritually. Um, and right. that's, that's what they meant. Yeah. Right. Well, I have nothing against organized religion at all. I was raised Catholic myself. So, I mean, it, it, and, and I'm glad for the background because it did teach about God and angels. I'm grateful for that. Um, but I, I know, I know what you're saying. I, um, the other thing, of course, is, is money where everything's reduced down to what cost benefit analysis, whatever, you know, that means. Um, but you can make some, that's what the, um, I mean, you can get some horrible developments, horrible decisions based upon just, just pure money where you don't factor in all the, all the factors of a, of, of a situation. Um, tell, yeah, tell us what the Theo Bowens talk about that. Yeah, I mean, everything revolves around money in a sense that uh, the major corporations um, don't necessarily encourage the technologies that uh, are revolutionary, that are beneficial for the environment or right. for, for mankind in general. They for, their focus is uh, the profits, their shareholders' interests. So we really kind of uh, have to think about things from a different perspective. I mean, if you are a major shareholder of a corporation that uh, owns a lot of, uh, um, for example, patents, uh, of uh, cancer cure, cancer treatment drugs, would you really want to see 
like a, a cheap and effective way of curing cancer that would uh, make people just uh, become very healthy and, and not really going to rely on your drugs that you patented spending like billions of dollars in the research and developments, you probably wouldn't. I mean, this is something that we have to think about. Uh, there are very effective means to treat different kinds of diseases. People can read books written by Anthony William, the medical medium, and, and he talks about how to really heal yourself using different kinds of diets. Um, and, right. and a lot of things that uh, mentioned in his books uh, make sense because if you really think about uh, um, the diseases that we have nowadays, um, they're all mostly after the Industrial Revolution when right. when we invent different things to, uh, quote-unquote, make things more efficient. Um, but at the same time, it damages our health. Uh, for example, the uh, steam engine um, kind of uh, makes the pollution in the in 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 the atmosphere, causing a lot of lung diseases. Uh, similarly, a lot of the chemicals that uh, um, the companies that use cause a lot of cancer. And actually, cancer is actually caused by um, tox chemical toxins and viruses, combination of the two, because they have a very specific um, kind of reaction when they're combined. Uh, in the cells, uh, in the human body cells, and they kind of cause genetic mutations and, and cause a lot of um, uncontrolled growth of the tumor. So that's actually the main cause of cancer. Um, and similarly, a lot of other diseases can be easily explained. For example, like nowadays, you see a lot of children having decayed tooth. But a 100 years ago, there were not a lot of people with decayed tooth. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, interesting. Is that because of the sugar? Because I mean, like American foods, for example, are just full of sugar. I mean, it's just like, you know, it, it's difficult. You pick up any of the processed foods and they've got all kinds of sugar sweeteners and stuff. You know? Yeah, uh, it's actually because of uh, unnatural sugar, sugar that's not uh, natural. Uh, the, the sugar containing fruits and vegetables, those are kind of the, the sugar that um, are bind, are binded with, uh, nutritions. They don't cause tooth decay and they're actually beneficial for human health. But the sugar kind of refined sugar and also the, uh, sugar from processed foods, those are kind of damaging to the human health and also the tooth because, um, uh, because, uh, we are not really adapted to processed sugar. We are used to natural sure. sugar. Right. Right. That's the reason we have a lot of issues with our teeth. During the Obama administration in the United States here some years ago, he had an advisor. I don't, I don't remember all the details, but a guy who discovered that stevia, which is a weed in South America, is used by many Native American tribes in South America for birth control. Um, so that the, the mothers, for example, and fathers people in these tribes, they'd actually drink stevia tea, made tea with, made with stevia, which is a sweetener, when they did not want to have children. And when they wanted to have children, they'd stop drinking the stevia tea and have kids. Um, the, the, um, the birth control uh, is very effective. It's like 80, 70 to 80% uh, effective in stopping reproduction. Um, so um, during the Obama administration, um, that 
uh, government pushed the idea and got in marketing stevia in the United States without telling people it was a birth control way. So that's one of the ways they've tried so many ways to to decrease the population on this plant. And that's one of them is a stevia. So if you're interested in getting pregnant um, and want children, want to have a family, don't drink stevia because you're just, you're shooting. I mean, it's, it's counterproductive. People don't realize that none of that is marketed, told anywhere to people, for example. Um, but um, we've got, boy, boy, oh boy, I've got so many, um, this is something else you've, you, from, the, from the book I want to read with you. People on earth are obsessed with material wealth and affluence, and they are concerned with all, that's not for everyone, but some are, concerned mm-hmm. um, all that the pursuit of wealth entails, envy, jealousy, hatred of those richer, and contempt for those, those poor. Um, as we shift into the higher dimensions, we should lose that, shouldn't we? Because that's the old way of doing things. And we'll look at everyone as as being family. Is that is that correct? That's right. I totally agree with you because uh, as we grow spiritually, we shouldn't focus more on the material wealth because when we die, we don't take away any of the material wealth that we, that right. we accumulated during our lifetime. Right. Napoleon tried it and he didn't take away the territory that he conquered. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> the wealthiest people like uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos, they, they are not going to take away anything. If they leave it to their children, their children are, I'm not saying their children are going to, but most likely a lot of people's children are going to use the money for drugs and, and for other right. things that are not, not necessarily good for their uh, spiritual development, which is the right. ultimate goal for life, right. for people's existence on earth. Um, because a lot of uh, evidence shows that uh, when we die, we actually go through a life review process. Um, everything happened in our right. life. Right. It's to you holographically, and you're able oh. to feel how other people felt when you did certain things onto others. So you evaluate yourself how you did in the lifetime. So, um, uh, and actually, uh, love and compassion is uh, something going to give you a lot of um, future benefits and future kind of um, assets when you reincarnate in, in your next lifetime. So I, I think people need to realize that in order to um, to focus more on the important things in life, not the materialistic aspect of life. Well, concomitant with that as well is the role of technology, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Albert Einstein's here, and he wants me to share his quote. He wrote back in, I believe, it was in, he said it was the early fifties. He said, "The invention of the atomic bomb changed everything, except for our way of thinking, because even though we we had advanced, we I don't know if advanced is really the right word, um, but even though we had developed the uh, atomic bomb, um, our spirituality didn't didn't um, progress as quickly." And so that's the problem because we were still um, acting like the Wild West during the Cold Wars of just say, well, we'll just blow them up with a nuke bomb and you can end up destroying the whole planet. And that goes back to the Atlanteans who blew up the planet with nuclear and crystalline technology in their reckless quest for uh, world domination. And um, what you write is um, what the Theobolans write is that technology should should assist in spiritual development and not be used um, to confine and enslave people 
within a monetary system in the material world, which are both temporary. And if you look at what's going on now with the world so-called World Economic Forum, which is not democratically elected at all, no one ever has voted for their initiatives. They're just forced upon people. They have We have what's now called the 15-minute city in Oxford, England, where people are being enslaved in little, like, like little boxes, so they can't go out of that. Um, what is it? Cleveland or Compass, Columbus, Ohio now is adopting the 15-minute city where people will be enslaved in little little areas. In Shanghai they've and in, in Beijing, they're constructing 15-minute cities where people are um, in like cages. They can't go beyond this thing. And if you want to lock people down, that's what you do. And not only that, but because of the reckless practices of many of our of our banks here in the United States and elsewhere, they've lost trillions of dollars through their stupidity and inept um, banking practices. I mean, um, uh, my cat would be more intelligent than a lot of bankers are, I'm sorry to say, in the cabal banking, because they've lost all this money like the Silicon Valley Bank here just a couple of weeks ago. And that's now having a ripple effect. There isn't enough money within our own treasury to bail these out. Why should we bail them out? Let the investors eat the losses because they were stupid enough to invest in these banks. But um, what what they're talking about now in our government, so-called government, is that um, they want to limit withdrawals. Um, on on taking money out. And then what they're going to do, from what I've been told, is that once they limit withdrawals, then they'll say, oh, you can have your money back, but it'll be a digital currency. And the digital currency, we will determine how much you have and how much you can spend. In the United Kingdom, um, there's a plan there where they'll have three classes of digital currency. The first class will be um, will be the sovereign class, people who own the planet. And that'll be like 1% of the population. And they'll be able to, to spend money on anything they like, no restrictions. And earn as much money as they like. Then there's going to be a second class, which is like a merchant class for businesses. And then the third class will be like more than 90% of everybody will be a commoner class. And the commoner class will allow you to, um, you can have only a thousand, up to $1,000 in your uh, account at a bank, digital currency. They can cancel your account at any time. They can withdraw it, no problem. Um, you can only um, uh, spend $50 a day. Um, and if and if you don't have a high enough credit score, let's say you're, um, you speak out against issues, um, and you speak out against the government, they can cut you off and reduce you to poverty. I don't know anybody in their right mind who'd ever want that kind of system, but people should be aware is that's what they're planning in the United States right now and in Canada and other so-called Western countries. Um, but China's doing it now as a model for the rest of the world. People need to be aware of it. Pay only in cash. Don't use credit. Avoid credit anywhere you can. Um, and, um, you know, you might think about getting some precious metals, silver and gold. There's other, the, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to just throw that out there, but do your research. Um, but that, that's what they're going to try to do. If you're aware of it, we can stop it. Exactly. If people know about this uh, scheme or plan of uh, controlling the mass through a centrally, a central digital currency, and I think people are going to act against it. And I think uh, people can do additional research on precious metals, such right. as uh, the most rare metal, precious metal in the world, one of the most rarest. The rare which, which one? Which one? <laughs> which iridium? Oh, iridium. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was selling very uh, inexpensively uh, a few years ago, but now it's getting more expensive. But there are other 
precious metals that uh, people can can look into. But right. I think the real wealth is compassion and how you live your life. Well, um, I agree. Yes, uh, it it is. That's the real wealth, and the real wealth is is love, of course, yes. which is the according to my friend Albert Einstein is the most powerful and important force in in the universe. If he had to do it all over again, he would have never created a bomb of destruction. He says that he would have created a bomb of love that would have spread love and compassion and healing around the planet. Um, but people have to remember, we all have that spark of God within us. Yes, exactly. And we need to recognize that. And uh, unfortunately, the, the cabal seems um, very intent in, in turning us into asexual amoebas that have no feeling, no compassion, connected to a computer with AI, and what the hell? That's not that's not a way to live. That be, you become a thing. That's what the uh, Orions are—a bunch of things. The Greys are a slave species for the reptilians, and that's what they want us to do—is become like a slave species. Screw that! I don't want to I mean, become that. Most people I mean, don't either. When I learned about uh, Chat GPT, I, I was really, really concerned about the future of uh, mankind. Uh, seriously speaking, because more and more people are going to rely on what uh, the AI tells us to to right. do, um, and and people lose the ability to do more independent research and to have the ability to think more independently. So I think uh, um, this is uh, going to be a very dangerous trend trend in the future. If people just uh, go down this path, um, and and I'm trying my best uh, to really wake people up and, and to tell them that you um, really, uh, I mean, everyone needs to really think about what's really going on behind everything, and to look at things from a different perspective, and not to really rely on what uh, the media or AI tells you to do. Um, right, so this, right. this is, um, and, and I think, uh, I, I don't know if there's a better way, but uh, it really requires a grassroots um, kind of the bottom up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And people need to be aware as well and not just, just not assume that because you have government, they're going to do the right thing. As an example, in Washington state where I live, um, pedophilia is pushed in the local schools by fourth or fifth grade kids that are 12, 10 years old, um, they consider gender as being fluid. So if a little boy or little girl wants to say, oh, I want to be uh, the opposite sex, they'll encourage them. They don't even have to tell the parents with gender, gender reassignment surgery, which is just so crazy. Um, in my opinion, your, your gender was given to you by the creator when you were born. And, um, and you should respect that and not try to become something else. But it's a surefire way to reduce the population, isn't it? If you have everyone changing their sexes. And it just, it's more of the madness going on um, today as, as well. But they, norm they normalize pedophilia out here in many other states as well. The, the, and they teach, they show pornography to little boys and girls and try to make that normal. It's not normal, it's sick. Yeah. I mean, changing the gender and also suicide are actually um, what I conceive to be a breach of contract because once once a person is decided to be uh, born in this lifetime, the gender was chosen by the person, him or herself. Right. And, and 
and to really take on this lifetime to gain spiritual lessons and to respond to the challenges that one face one is going to face in in the lifetime so yeah. i think uh, if if uh, there is a change of gender and there is a a, a suicide um until one's time is up, I think that's uh, there's a breach of contract, and uh, there's going to be some kind of penalties involved. It's not going to be uh, the penalties from legal perspective, but it's going to be a penalty spiritual, spiritual, spiritual penalty. Exactly. People people don't realize this, and they wonder why this is happening now of all times. It's an attempt by the negatives to restrict the population, decrease the population on this planet, because everybody, if everybody is able to switch genders. They're not going to have any kids, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is that um, the MMR vaccine, which was pushed by Big Pharma in the 90s during the Clinton administration and beyond uh, for little children, um, um, they all contain fetal tissue from either a male a fetus or a, a, a female fetus. And if a little boy gets female um, uh, genetic material um, as part of the MMR uh, vaccine, within a couple of years, it's very highly likely, according to many medical doctors is that and scientists, that he will be he will eventually uh, think that he's a, 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 a little girl trapped in a, in a boy's body and he'll want to become a girl. Same thing with boys. If they get female fetal tissue as part of the MMR uh, vaccine later in life, they will think that they're um, a little girl trapped um, uh, in, a, in a boy's body. So they'll want to switch sexes. And that's one of the main reasons why you're getting such a huge outgrowth of it. People don't realize it either. But in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, if you, if you if you do your research, you'd find that all of those crappy, um, those death shots have um, the fetal tissue of a 12 week old male fetus in all of them. Why is that there? It's because when people take that, if they live, now the death rate on these uh, shots are extremely high, but if they manage to live through it, um, they will very likely want to become um, a man within a couple of years because they've got that fetal tissue that attaches to their DNA and changes their, um, rewires their body so that they think they're a man later in life and they won't want to have kids. It's just, it's, it's such a diabolical, um, it's almost like a science fiction movie, uh, in a way, about what's happening. But if you do, I urge everyone to do your own research. And and if you want citations on it, I'm happy to send it to, to people. But that's what's going on. They're trying to destroy humanity um, in every way they possibly can. Yeah, through artificial insemination of uh, the shots. And right. It's very, very uh, dangerous. Right. You and know, that, mm -hmm. yeah, just real quick. In the Amish country around Ohio, so where that where that dachshund was intentionally released by uh, Norfolk Southern, um, the the Amish had just won a, a, a court case against the Biden the corrupt Biden administration in January of this year. Uh, Biden wanted um, or the or whoever's pulling the puppet strings on Biden wanted the Amish to inject all of their cattle and all their chickens and animals and dogs and cats with the with the uh with the vaccine and they said no we're not going to do that we're very happy with the way we are and they won their case in the supreme court well can't let that happen barely three weeks later um the Norfolk southern intentionally they intentionally released all these thousands of pounds of highly toxic dachshund to kill off the people there and destroy the land because under agenda 2030 um biden can come in um, and take off all their land if the, if the land's poisoned. Very easy to, to to take over the area and destroy the culture. So there's a lot of diabolical things 
Um, and people need to, to wake up what's really going on and take back their power. I'm not advocating violence, by the way, um, because the Theobolans I know say that violence um, doesn't change anything, but they should be aware, at least wake up, turn off that television, um, turn off the main media. They're not telling you the truth anyway, and, and start doing your own research and listen to your heart, not your mind about what's going on. Exactly, and the Theobans uh, uh, promotes uh, nonviolent resistance against uh, terror, right. against the mainstream media, right. against uh, right. the right. Uh, injustice in the world. And they also say that, uh, um, actually, Michelle Demarcay asked uh, Theobans um, how to evolve um, the fastest way. And it was, he was given the answer by follow the natural path, which is... Uh, just uh, in my in interpretation, that means that just to be like a little child who really thinks the world as so full of nice people and be compassionate, be helping, uh, right. be helpful to each other, and just to be um, just natural to everything and to eat natural foods and to follow your heart, your t- your, your intuition, and not to be really um, kind of influenced by what others want you to do or want you to say or to believe right 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 yeah and it's um but on the other side people are really waking up i think they are and they know what's going on Mm -hmm. and the astrological patterns of the planets around this solar system and in this part of the galaxy this part of the universe are exactly the same sam as they were in 1776 from the period of 1776 to 1815 um, was, of course, um, the, the period of the American and French revolutions. Tremendous changes. And it's happening again now. You know, there's been riots and demonstrations not covered in our mainstream press in the United States. You don't even hear about it, probably not in Canada uh, either. But in Europe, France has been in, in, in riots for I don't know how many months. And they want Macron gone. It's just a matter of time before his his government's gone. In Israel, the same thing. Same thing. People are rioting everywhere to get rid of the current Israeli government. And I think it's um. There's a there's a. I I, I can tell there's um. I mean, you talk about anybody about Biden in this country in the United States, and I haven't found one person. And I talk to a lot of people, a huge audience. I haven't. I and not one person have I ever met who actually um either voted for uh, Biden or is in favor of his current policy. No one, mm-hmm. no one, not one person, not even one person. I know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and also uh, speaking of uh, politics, and I think uh, the real, the, the person who really wants to do something good for the country uh, just got indicted, <laughs> indicted. So I think this is what's uh, really uh, kind of, um, Kind of uh, depressing for me because uh, yeah. you know a lot of people think uh, Trump. I mean, Trump is a very controversial politician in the U.S. Uh, yeah. But if you really look at what he did in the past, what he said to other people, the people, the kind of people he helped when he was a businessman, you're going to know what kind of person he is. Right. I mean, right. some people say that he's uh, kind of has a strong narcissism. I mean, this is just his personality, but you really should focus on what he did, uh, how he did certain things. And and the other evidence that I see is that he got audited every time, I mean, every year, almost every year. This is what he said. Um, you know, I, I read an interview uh, by with um, 
No, the government. <laughs> the the I can I can just say that according to that interview, the uh, Rockefellers never got audited by the IRS because really? they had special code. <laughs> so they belong to the small group of people who never got audited. And Trump also said that a lot of his uh, friends, like rich, uh, wealthy business people, they never get audited um, by right. the IRS. But he gets audited every year, every time. So that means he doesn't belong to those group of people. I mean, he is right. against those group of people. So I think, um, I mean, the reason he didn't uh, succeed in in the uh, re-election was uh, actually uh, two reasons. The first reason that he was an outsider, like he was a, not a politician, not within that's the Washington circle. Yeah, so true. people want to get rid of him because he didn't follow the narratives or the special interest groups uh, uh, kind of uh, directions. And the second was the, the Communist Party of China. Um, uh, they didn't like Trump at all because of the um, policies uh, he, he wanted to do with China. And so they kind of, uh, the Chinese government messed or intervened uh, in the election. The election. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this this um, this shows you the kind of man he is back in September, the fall of 2020. And he didn't take any credit for this, but I know through inside sources is that, um, I, as you know, I've been, been advocating and fundraising for, um, for money for clean water for the Hopi since 2018. Mm-hmm. and clean water filters specifically. And I'll be having a, a fellow I work with in about a half hour on that to talk about it. And um, he arranged, Trump uh, pushed, uh, arranged uh, through American Airlines for a $20,000 donation to buy clean water filters so healthy families on the reservation could get drink clean drinking water. He didn't take credit for it, but I know what happened. So that's the kind of man he is. He doesn't take credit for it. He just does it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That was good. People don't realize it, but that that's true. True story. Yeah, you know, even like when I met Michel de Marquet, the author of Theoba Prophecy, um, so he asked me a question. He said, Uh uh, Samuel, what do you think about Donald Trump? You know, at that time, he was uh, the president of the U.S. and he was a very controversial figure. So I didn't know how to respond to his question. I didn't know which way to go. Um, I was trying to befriend Michel de Marquet, so I didn't really want to offend him. So I asked him back, what do you think about Donald Trump? And he said right. to me that he believed Donald Trump was going to be assassinated. But that, what he meant was that he was comparing Donald Trump to the likeness of um, Martin Luther King and Gandhi. I see. People who try to do good things to the to the mass, to the people. Right, right. But, um, they, but it's... You know, he's he's not perfect. Um, none of us are, I guess. Um, you know, he's he's been pushing the um, OK. Thank you. Thank you so much, Don. Um, he's been pushing um, um, the shot program here in the U.S. He's quiet now. I think he's realized maybe it was a mistake. A lot of people are, de- are dead from it, but we all make our mistakes. You know what I mean? I don't know all the reasons um, for it, but um this was um, Samuel. I have a, a wonderful healer coming to us from Florida uh, named um, Susie Smith, who wanted to join us and ask some questions because she has been in touch with the Theobuas, and um, she thought this would be fun. If, is it all right if I bring her on? Uh, sure, sure, please. Okay, all right. Yeah, go ahead, Don, and put her on. Put her on. Um, the audio is fine. Hello, Ted. Can you hear me? Yeah, Susie, you're fine. You're coming in uh, loud and clear. Yeah, this is Samuel. Can Hi, you hear- Hi, Ted. Samuel, can you hear me okay? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I, I just want to thank you from myself and a group of friends uh, for bringing all this information to us because we have really been impacted by your sharing about the Theoborans. And so uh, I was just wondering if you would mind <laughs> answering a few questions. No, no, I don't mind at all. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, we, um, as a small group, did um, <clears throat> um, get our vibration up as high as we could and and communicate to the Theoborans, and we were definitely getting wonderful messages back. And although we weren't able to physically connect with them, I, I feel like that that will happen in the future. And we're... Um, uh, we're visiting them during dream time. And, and so I, I wanted to just ask a few questions. Uh, now, I know that this isn't just us, that a lot of people are having these kinds of dreams about um, flight and about flying. Mm -hmm. And so I was just wondering uh, if you had any information about when that level of technology might be shared by the Theoborans for the people here on Earth who are ready to receive it. Um, do you, uh, pardon me uh, for interrupting. Uh, Susie, do you mean like UFO technology or what kind of technology? You said flight technology. No, the, the technology that was discussed in the book uh, about, you know, flying platforms and, you know, oh, the anti-gravity okay. belts with the, sure. with the balance medallion, or that's how we interpreted it. Okay. Well, um, currently there are technologies uh, already existing on Earth that can do certain things, such things like uh, neutralizing gravity. It's just that those technologies haven't been able to haven't been shared to the public yet. Um, there are people who have um, kind of come up with um, the ways to do that to lift heavy things uh, using a special form of vibration that neutralizes gravity. Um, it's just that the special interest groups uh, have been keeping that a secret and preventing the technologies to be released to the public. So right now, what we need to do is to commercialize such technologies. And the way to do that is to be altruistic and not to um, go through the patent system because once you apply for a patent, um, they're going to say it uh, relates to national security and it's not going to be issued. Uh, the patent will not be issued and you're going to be contacted by, 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 by some people, um, either to buy, buy the technology out or, or to make it disappear. So, um, the question should be, how do we commercialize such technologies? And this is uh, the thing that I've been working on. And I know how to do that already. It's just uh, everything is about vibrations, frequencies, and, and energy. You just use um, um, those kind of vibration to neutralize uh, <laughs> neutralize gravity. It's kind of very easy to do. Um, same thing as splitting water molecules into oxygen and hydrogen. Um, Stanley, Meyer, Stanley Meyer did that a few decades ago. And uh, so a lot of other inventor, inventors uh, uh, are doing that again. Uh, but uh, it's just that uh, um, th we, we haven't been able to figure out an efficient way to commercialize such technologies yet. Well, there, there's, there's powerful interests, I would think, against it as well. 
Um, I mean, Stanley Meyer was poisoned back in the early 90s. He met with some supposedly some pe people from investors from supposedly Belgium, and he was having lunch with them and walked outside and he dropped dead. He was poisoned. No investigation was ever done. Everything was swept under the rug. Um, another unexplained death. You know, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, I, I personally don't see involving with three-dimensional systems for this to happen, uh, particularly. I see this more as a higher-dimensional technology that would be uh, available if you were ready to receive it. Now, I could be wrong, but there is one person in um, uh, the small group that, that I'm very familiar with, and and this person has had a past life, has had an experience uh, being a Theoboran. And so there, maybe that has um, uh, accelerated um, our communication. I'm sure it has, uh, because it is, everything is, is already somewhat familiar. <clears throat> so, um, I'm thinking, now I could be wrong, but my thinking is that on here on Earth, a free will universe, a free will planet, we are all so unique that we must, in addition to being aware of the kind of work you're doing with patents and stuff, that we must also be free to uh, experience things as we would best be able to integrate them. For example, um, I recently spoke on uh, Ted's conference and I was sharing uh, the most important thing to me, which is everybody needs to learn how to ask for themselves. Everybody needs to find truth for themselves and not take another person's word for it. So if you're dousing is, is what I call it. And there's quite a lot you can learn about that, but it's also something you can learn very quickly and simply. And I shared all that on the conference. But if you are dousing to see what is the person that would be for my highest and greatest good to work with, learn from, communicate with now, you will get an accurate answer. And it's funny because I, I was trying to figure out how did, how did the medical medium guy have anything to do with the Theoborans? Because interestingly, when when that book came first came out many years ago, um, a couple of people actually gave it to me and said, you need to read this. But when I touched it, I got to know that that was not something that I needed to be studying. And I thought, well, that's very interesting. He's very popular. I wonder why I would get a no on that. But anyway, I don't question spirit. So I just let it go. And people came back to me later and said, you know, I think you were right. I, I didn't connect with that either. So, but they didn't douse. And that was before I, I was well, certain to uh, teach everyone to douse. So I, I'm not saying anything negative about him, Samuel, at all. But what I'm saying is, I think that not everything is applicable to every body. So I'm very careful when I'm uh, uh, giving recommendations to people to douse or if that is applicable to that person. Well, and, uh, Jan, sorry, I, I, let me just say um, that everyone's truth is different. You know, everyone's it, it, truth is 
and yeah, a, a different resonance. Yeah. Susie, Susie it can it can be different. It can be different, and so you have to remember that. So yeah, and, and Susie, I, I, I so agree that's with you. why I agree with you. Let me explain anyway. a little bit. Um, your intuition is right, Anthony William. Um, gives certain information that's uh, beneficial to a lot of people. But on the other hand, he himself has certain issues in which he kind of uh, is very materialistic in a, in a way that he recommends certain brands of uh, nutritional products that uh, don't necessarily are, are not necessarily the best on the market. Um, and, and which, which I'm just saying this out loud because I know that he has some kind of, um, financial arrangements with that kind of brand so, <laughs> so i think he is not a perfect person okay. yeah um and right, your right. Intuition is right yeah 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 let me let's yeah. let's well, move on we've got and i'm not we've, okay um, pardon me to interrupt we've got about Sorry. 14 15 minutes left i want to make time our time efficiently do you have some well, more questions i appreciate questions? you sharing the time yeah yeah go ahead do you have any more questions well, I did want to ask about the Theoborans language uh, faculties and how they can speak all languages and, and was asking if that was like a download for them or was that part of their childhood that they learned it. And the other question I had was um, about if there was any way that we could request to taste the manna that they eat because everyone was really um, – believing that it was possible and wondering if we could, you know, ask for that special gift. And and that's all I've got. Ted, thank you so much. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Thanks for coming on. For language, the Thubans, they have their own language. And I, and I, I think for other languages such as French or English, they just download the language so that they can communicate. And actually, Michel de Marquet was actually given the gift of being able to understand and to, to speak, uh, actually being able to understand all the languages in the galaxy or in the universe when he uh, met uh, the other ET uh, from, from the other planet. And, and, um, and I think, um, he also told me and other people that when he was on the planet Theoba, he actually saw the Theobans um, downloading information from each other so that they didn't need to take the time to learn everything. They okay. can just interesting. Yeah. Yes. They didn't need to go to school. Oh, just they, they don't need to go to school at all. They can just download information from interesting. each other. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Like um, that movie, The Matrix. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. They, they wow. did that many times, and, and Michelle de Marquet saw that personally. Um, and your question regarding the mana, the mana is actually made of uh, cereals or oaks, or oats, oats, sorry. Um, so it's really tasteless, and it rots every, like, after 24 hours. So, so I don't know, like, it's, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of taste, but it's really nutritious. I would uh, really want to, um, drink the hydro meal instead instead of the mana so but but i think uh and, and uh, you know i think time will come when when you get a chance to to taste it uh probably if not in this life if not in this lifetime probably in the next lifetime and i think mana uh, when we do space travel in the future um we are going to take mana with us well that sounds amazing That's so exciting the Essenes in the Bible, um, I, I believe, um, I'm, not, I'm no Bible scholar, but I've heard of this, that the Essenes talked about some sort of bread. 
and I many years ago I used to buy some bread. It came from from Lower Mainland in, in British Columbia, where there was a little collective, and they they made this Essene bread. It was fantastic. It was very high protein, but maybe it's similar similar to that. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, it's it's very interesting. So exciting! Thank you, Samuel. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay. And also, Thanks, I want to I want to add one more point. I think we should also invent like food products that can release calories at a very slow pace or at certain intervals so that we don't need to eat every like five or six hours. We can we can be like the Theobans. We only eat uh, like every two days or so that we can focus more on the important stuff like uh, meditation. Oh, that's or- interesting. There was a passage in the Theobua prophecy where... Um, where they where they ate and the and and um, uh, Michael de, de Marche uh, talked about eating and then he wasn't hungry for two days. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, the my Pythian, um, uh friends talk about. I mean, eating is up up aboard the ship and among the planets. Eating uh, people eat socially. Okay, when they visit each other, they can eat, um, but. Um, and drink too, but the thing is, is um, they don't need to. They can live off prana as well, you know. So yeah. the, the energy of the universe, which I thought was interesting, kind of like a plant. Exactly. Actually, a lot of Chinese uh, qigong masters they can live um, on air or the environment. They can absorb energy from the environment or the universe, so that mm-hmm. they really don't need to eat or drink anything for a long time. Um, but but it takes a lot of practice to do so. Right, fascinating. That's fascinating. Well, I've got, I've got a, a million questions, um, w- which we'll save for another show. But let me just ask you briefly. Um, they talk about you talked about making water from air. How is that done? Interesting. Well, it's just like uh, splitting water molecules into hydrogen and oxygen atoms. Okay. You can do the reverse, combine combining the oxygen and the hydrogen molecule or oh, atoms into water molecules. Really? So, wow. Yes, you can do the, the, okay. the reverse process. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. And then it, I know the book talked about antimatter um, um, uh, arms and space travel, where they're tra- they're, they're, they're traveling at, at what at the speed of light or beyond the speed of light. Beyond the speed and, of light. Yeah. And their, their radar detectors, if that's the right word, sense like a, a maybe an asteroid or something ahead in the universe and they've got to destroy it or else the, the, that could destroy the craft so they they shoot an antimatter weapon ahead of it that travels i assume much faster than the speed of light faster than they're traveling at so that they don't um run into it that's why i remember you described it in the book yeah yes yes they use that to protect themselves being hit by the space dusts or, or small asteroids Right. Um, right. And also, they create a special magnetic field around the spaceship, so that right. it can move uh, very fast, um, and and so that people inside don't feel any kind of movement or those kind of uh, things that we feel when we sit in our cars. Um, and this is a very interesting because a lot of other um, ET technology experiencers say the same thing. They were informed by the ETs that they create a special electromagnetic force um, around their spaceship so they can turn um, suddenly like 90 degrees or whatever. Yeah. 
Professor Einstein wants me to ask you, um, and he studied this now on the other side, um, uh, about the, 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 the way that this solar system is structured, about nine plan eight, nine planets, which revolve around a bigger sun, and that's going outward. But also, he said, on the micro level, it, it goes down to the electron level and beneath that as well, because there's, there's smaller particles as well. But that same pattern of what it was it nine planets, that nine planet pattern um, of, of concentric circles going around goes down to the very minute level in this, in this um, galaxy, in this universe, in this matrix, as well as going outward too. Could you explain that a little bit, if you don't mind? Uh, that's an interesting concept, and I want to thank Professor Einstein for bringing that to our attention today. Yes, from the um, in in the micro scale, uh, nine planets revolve uh, around the star like the sun, and right. nine planets revolve a bigger sun, a bigger star, and then right. nine bigger stars revolve around the uh, even bigger star until the source, the center of the universe where everything started. So that's on a micro level. On a smaller scale, uh, which is not mentioned in the book, I don't know how that plays out, but it's possible that it goes the same pattern until the minuscule level um, as well. Um, one thing I want to mention is uh, the number nine. It seems that this is the, the number of the universe. And the reason I bring up uh, Anthony William, the medical medium, is that in his in, in the information he received from the spirit, he recommends people to eat nine like grapes, nine figs, um, figs uh, to cleanse the body. And also it takes about nine days for the liver to cleanse itself. So the human body also works revolve uh, around the number nine. So that's why I think there's a like consistency around or between the two uh, information. But I, I, I really want to confirm, really want to thank for uh, Susie because his, her intuition is right. Anthony William, we, we have to have independent thinking and to follow our gut feelings. And I know for sure that uh, there's, he is not a perfect person, but a lot of his information can be helpful for some people and a lot of people, including myself. So that's uh, what I can say for now. Yeah. Well, that's and, fascinating. Uh, yeah. Um, here's another area that Professor Einstein's asking about, um, to, if you could explain. Um, he already has a lot of information being on the other side, but he'd like to hear it from you and the Theobuans about the different categories of planets. The Theobuans are apparently in a category nine um, planetary um, evolution status, and we are in a one. So we're we're starting out here in first grade or kindergarten. Um, love a little bit about your thoughts about that. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed of uh, uh, being at the being living on category one planet. We are just learning the basics, and they, the Theobans, are just our professors are guiding us on the right path. So I think uh, wise people should follow the instructions or directions or suggestions from their professors or the mentors, the Theobans. So I really want to evolve as fast as possible personally. So mm -hmm. I tend to follow their instructions to the letter. Uh, but people have different choices. They can like uh, they can not be in school. They can just play around. They, they can just uh, delay, postpone their studies. And it's their own choice. I don't want everyone to uh, to to follow the same path that I'm, that I'm right, going. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. 
you have to under you have to understand and respect free will on this planet exactly. but that's on the on the flip side of all that is that that gives us the ability to move very rapidly up the spiritual's ladder if we want we can we can evolve very very quickly and it's interesting what you've written here um universal law is is well established so that if you make a mistake you pay the penalty sooner or later but you do evolve as long as you learn from from you know from your mistake and one thing uh professor einstein has said before he said that um uh insanity is defined as um repeating the same doing the same thing over and over again and and, and expecting a different result <laughs> It's kind of like the election systems here in the United States where you've got dominion voting. You're expecting a different result that may, you know, but it doesn't happen. You know, I know in Washington state where I live, uh, all the elections are corrupt. It's controlled by dominion and, uh, you know, nothing changes. I mean, um, we've had the same governor here now for, uh, we're getting on now, uh, 15, 20 years, nothing changes. It doesn't matter. You know, he gave one campaign speech, um, during his campaign a couple of years ago and everybody didn't like him and yet he still wins with 66.666% of the vote. But anyway, I'm getting off track, but, uh, but we, we are an evolution, a developing planet, um, and, uh, developing species, if you will, but we're very special in that we are a planet of free will and a water planet as well. So, um, and there's a lot of, um, a lot of portals here that go elsewhere in the universe. We're a very valuable piece of real estate uh, to the negatives. They've wanted to take us over for many, many years, but it's not going to not going to work this time. Um, and I, I know we're going to make it. We're going to ascend to the higher dimensions. Yes. Um, yeah. Positive thinking is very important. At the same time, we also um, know that uh, there's karma karma involved. Like we have to be responsible for our mistakes that we made in the past. And um, even in the book, uh, I, I don't know if uh, this is in the book of uh, the autobiography of uh, a yogi, um, there's a master called, or guru called uh, Babaji, and he actually wrote a book, or there's a book about him. He says that uh, karma or cause and effect, um, one has to bear um, his or her own lessons or mistakes and take the responsibilities for the things that he or she did in the past. Um, And even a a master like him, Babaji, cannot really change that. So even a grandmaster guru like him cannot change the karma. So that means we really need to be aware of the things that we do unto others. If we don't want the the things to come back to us, then don't do it. Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Uh, Another quote from the book, our ET friends can from time to time lend us a, may lend us a hand from time to time but they can't save us from disasters or mistakes automatically and the only one caveat that i'd like to add to that except when uh, we commit suicide fukushima was was suicide because of all the radiation um i look at the intentional release of all these dioxins by norfolk southern railroad in ohio as suicide but we are getting help when it comes to the point where it's where there's an extinction level event, then we will get help. Either that be nuclear or chemicals or or whatever. And um, I know that the um, galactic stepped in. Special forces from the galactic stepped in to eviscerate um, the um, 
the, 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 the COVID virus, whatever you want to call it, a couple of years ago, because it was actually much more lethal because the cabal had made it far more deadly. And they were upset that not more humans died. I mean, some people did die, but they were upset that uh, it was it wasn't as, as more lethal. But we we've got some powerful help helping us. But I like to provide uh, some information from different perspective, given the fact that I'm a Chinese translator and the virus came from China. The fact sure. is that um, um, back in the early 90s, the Chinese military had a plan to use uh, biological warfare to fight against uh, the Western countries, mostly targeting the United States. And throughout the 90s and the 20s uh, and 2000s, and 2000, they implemented the plan by using American technology to really develop this kind of um, uh, enhancement uh, virus um, that uh, are really damaging to the human beings uh, and really contagious as well from the Wuhan Institute of Biology. And they have two sections in, in that complex. One is the civilian section, the other is the military section. The virus came from the military section. They were originally going to um, deploy it um, on the Hong Kong protesters, but somehow because of the uh, relaxed rules in the institute, it got out accidentally. So it caused a lot of million, uh, millions of people died in China, caused a lockdown. And then the Chinese government thought it's a very good uh, timing to use it against the Americans, uh, giving Trump a lot of trouble because Trump was the president at the time. Oh, so yeah, they intentionally, right. According to the intel, the intelligence sources that I learned, um, they intentionally released on, on the American um, public or American soil. Um, and, and because the viruses are man-made, they don't survive long in nature because they don't adapt to the environment of the host, the human system. Mm-hmm. So they only last for three months maximum, similar to what happened 20 years ago, the SARS virus. People were really scared it's going to cause a, a big uh, damage to the world population, but it disappeared after three months in China because it was a man-made virus, uh, man-made virus. Similarly, um, COVID was a man-made virus. And, um, yeah. So it disappeared. All the variants, uh, the, the variants that we see were intentionally made and released uh, purposely uh, to the world, to the public. And now, if they don't keep releasing the different viruses, then um, then we are fine. So this okay. is the information I get from the intelligence sources from China. I see. Um, okay. Okay. Great. Um, interesting. Um, well, I um, boy, there I've got like dozens of questions i'm trying to figure out we're, we're running close to the end here um, i'm gonna have to have you on again i'd love to have you on again sam um well let, let me ask let me ask you this i'll leave it up to you um what would you like to discuss to wrap up your wonderful interview today what would you like to focus what topic of all the topics would you think would be important to tell people i would say just follow your heart and to use your own intuition as a way to determine which way, which path to go on in your life, in your life, because we are going to be seeing a financial turmoil. So, yeah. Uh huh. Right. Right. And and to trust, I think, in higher, in higher, um, in higher spirits, in the supreme being, if you will, not in a religious sense, but in a in a in a, in a spiritual sense, 
and to know that there are uh, benevolent, uh, very advanced um, ETs out there, benevolent, who care about us and do want to help us. We're not alone in this universe. And that old question when I was growing up as a kid, you know, they said, is there life beyond this planet? Well, of course there is. Um, but people need to be um, be to be be aware of that, and um, I mean, we all signed up to be here. We all signed up to be um, um, to be part of this grand experiment. And, um, and there are many souls that I've been told, um, Sam, who wanted to be part of, uh, who wanted to come down and be part of this time in human history, but weren't enough bodies to come in to, to so they're all watching us right now and I know my our Plidian brothers and sisters are listening to this today um, the shows is 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 uh, being listened to on board the mothership my mothership above Mount Shasta that in turn is being beamed to the Galactic Alliance and I know that yeah I'm getting a yes the Theobuans are listening to so anyway they're all they're all here and uh, we have negatives to listening today maybe they'll learn something uh, it does happen you know, it does happen because, you know, what I've been told is that um, at the end of the day, when this is all done and we're finally ascended and, and we've created a better planet, um, this will be a lesson not only for the for the positives, but also the negative negative civilizations that Earth is an example of how we can both good and bad positive and negative civilizations, ET civilizations can learn to get along and live in peace and harmony with each other, not only uh, humanity, but also other ET civilizations too. Have the Theoboons talked about that, by the way? Um, yes, actually they um, have been helping us indirectly and a lot of other ETs have been watching us as well and right. uh, they're kind of telling us that uh, have knowledge because knowledge is power and, and we, if we know how to uh, re if we have uh, enough sufficient knowledge, we are going to know how to respond to certain situations. And I right. think uh, one of the best ways to gain knowledge is to uh, is actually through the book The Uba Prophecy, uh, which contains a lot of uh, helpful information and knowledge to to the readers. So I would strongly suggest people to to look into the book. Uh huh. Fascinating. Could you go out your website, please? Because you've got a great website. And, and and you've done so much work in boiling it down to just a you, you read the, the website the synopsis and gives you a really good overview um, yeah if yes. you wouldn't mind giving the website if, if, if you don't mind it's uh, chinasona.org slash theoba with the capital letter T uh, T-H-I-A-O-O-U-B-A and the book is Theoba Prophecy and you can find it on Amazon and there is also an audio book available as well that's nice. That's nice. And it's, I assume it's in French, is that right? And it's actually in English and French. <laughs> English and French, yeah. Yeah. Well, you should work on Spanish and uh, Japanese and Chinese. Is there, I, but I noticed in your, in your, on your website there are some passages in Chinese as well. Chinese and French, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, on, we only covered maybe 10% of the topics in your book today so you'll have to obviously come on uh, nine more times um, <laughs> <laughs> to cover everything but um, yeah I'm just um, go ahead and uh, keep, keep on Samuel Don go ahead and let's bring on Leon now I don't want to keep him waiting any longer but uh, my next guest is uh, a wonderful fellow named Leon McLaughlin he works for clean water out of a foundation out of Seattle that that he um, um, thanks so much uh, um, uh, uh, Don, 
Are you there, Samuel? Okay. Okay, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, okay, okay, good. So I want you to keep on. I want to introduce you to Leon. He's a nice, nice fellow, wonderful fellow. And then, um, uh, yeah, I think it's important for you to get your word out there. Uh, you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of important messages from the Theoboans. I think people should at least hear. Um, and you contacted me some months ago, and as soon as I, I read your biography and I started reading the Theoboan prophecy, I said, wow, this is great stuff. So I'm, I'm so glad that... Uh, yeah, you could. You're you're doing this. Um, what what started you out on this path? By the way, did you did you have a? You didn't know about the Theobuans before his work, did you? What happened? I didn't know about that uh, before. I was uh, very into reading books written by ET contactees because I was hoping to receive uh, information from advanced civilization, especially the technologies from the ETs and the ways uh, that. Uh, um, they, 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 they kind of uh, lead us to, to a better life. So that's how I got into it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I just got a, a message here from Don, my wonderful producer, that Leon's on the line. Leon, can you hear us okay? Can uh, you, um, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, could you? Uh, you uh, you're, you're fine. Yeah, I can, I can hear you just fine, Leon. That's great. That's great. You can't, you can't, I don't know if you can see Samuel, but he's a great guy. He's, um, translated a book about the called the Theobua prophecy it's about benevolent um et um uh, prophecies for humanity and positive things lots of good positive things in his book so anyway i've been having fun uh talking to him leon this is samuel samuel this is leon leon does does miracle does he he specializes in in miracles doing miracles for people so anyway hi leon nice to meet you nice to meet you samuel <laughs> All right, Samuel, I'm going to have you back on again. You're welcome to, to listen, of course, Samuel, if you like. We'll be talking about water issues, and and uh, our first topic, we'll be talking about Flint, Michigan, and how it's a long story, and then we're talking about our fundraising efforts to bring clean water to the Hopi, beautiful Hopi Indians in, in Navajo and in Arizona. But uh, Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, thanks so much for being part of my show today, Samuel. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you, me too. Okay, great. Leon, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing well, Ted. Doing very well. I've already said some nice yes, things. Indeed. I already said a lot of nice things about you early in the program. And um, I said that um, you had your own particular story about what happened. Um, you, you were traveling in Mexico and you were visiting a family and um, the, 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 you were at, at, a, at uh, somebody's house and um, there was another uh, tourist with you, I think probably from the States. Um, and the tourist um, decided to drain all the dirty water in the bathtub, and um, as a, as a so-called favor to this to the host of the this party this gathering, and then when the lady realized that what had happened, she she went into a panic because that was her water for the month, this dirty water, and um, and that started you on your path 
uh, worldwide to help provide clean water to people. That's a wonderful path you're on. Did I get those facts right, roughly? Um, you got them roughly right. What happened is that um, <laughs> the uh, the lady was telling me the story um, when I was in Mexico uh-huh. um, about how she had a gathering and the tourists came um, and asked to use the bathroom and looked at the bathtub and thought he was doing her a favor when he drained the water and came out and told her that. And she started crying, letting them know that that was her water for the month. Um, and that's how I started out when the actual lady told me the story that that had happened to. So I was wondering because they couldn't afford to purchase the water over there in Mexico. Oh so they God. was using these barrels, um, catching the rainwater and storing it. And wow. that's how they started. Um, so I was wondering if you could put like a water cart, make it affordable, similar mm-hmm. to a um, hot dog or coffee cart. And so I went to school for water distribution, repair and maintenance online, got a degree. And then we start developing uh, these water carts because I've had coffee carts in Canada and we developed a water cart similar to the coffee cart. And our first um, country we went into with World Vision was um, Bolivia because they had a Katrina situation there. So we oh, originally wow. started out in disaster relief. So we put these carts in the rivers because they had the dirty lakes, the dirty rivers, the cows, the people was using the same water. Um, and we put these um, coffee carts, solar, I mean, uh, water carts that was solar on um, these um, river locations and ponds and start purifying their water. And the water was coming out so well, it was actually coming out better than the water they was originally drinking before the disaster. And they started using it for everyday use. So we actually had a cart that we had developed for like 5,000 people that was solar that could produce like 720 gallons of water an hour. Um, and being solar, because as you know, they can't really afford electricity over there, and they don't have a choice um, when they drink the water. They either got to drink the dirty water in the river because they can't afford to purchase water, and a lot of them drink the dirty water in the river or lakes, and they end up getting these waterborne illnesses. So by us putting that cart there and having it purify the water at 720 gallons an hour, they start using it for every day. And that's how we started. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. What a beautiful story. Now you're all over the world and you do great things. And I want um, I, I want to bring Don, my producer, in on this in a few minutes. Uh, you've got an interesting one to share with us about water filters, Don. But uh, first off, uh, back five years ago when Flint, Michigan happened and, and their water supply was contaminated and it was really messed up, you offered, you'd, you'd, you'd fundraised and were able to get the money together to provide water filters to all the elementary school uh, schools in Flint. Is that right? And the students? Yeah. Yeah, we fundraised and we had um, raised some funds and we were actually working with um, one of the colleges in Auburn Hills to de- send those water units. It was called Oakland Community College in Auburn Hills in Michigan mm-hmm. uh, to send the water units to um, Flint, Michigan. We did a story on Bloomberg News. I was at Oakland Community College then Flint, Michigan hit. Um, so we um, 
contacted them, and they contacted us with the officials in Flint, the Highway Patrol, the City of Flint, and all those guys through Oakland Community College that was in Auburn Hills um, mm-hmm. to get in contact with the folks in Flint when it first hit. And right. we actually fundraised um, through um, Nordstrom's Art Gallery and all those guys here in Seattle. We had big fundraisers. We actually raised up enough funds to put water units in all of the schools over there. Um, Wonderful. In Michigan. Um, and and they actually donated teddy bears and that kind of stuff to go in because we were going in all like the elementary school. That was our nice. presentation. Wow. Okay, uh-huh. let's get the elementary school kids water. So we actually designed the units to go in there because remember their issue was lead. So we made these special lead water filters to actually go into the schools that they can install. And when we went to um, do it after we had raised the funds to do it and got the water units, they quit answering the emails. They would not answer the phone anymore. And then we knew it was a bureaucracy um, that we was having issues with. So we contacted the college that we were working with over there. that was the Oakland Community College that I was telling you about in Auburn Hills, told them the story. Say, hey, they're not answering the phones anymore. They're not answering the emails down there at City Hall anymore. Um, no one's, um, you know, we didn't call 20 times. We didn't email 20 times. They just stopped. And um, that's when the college officials and dean at the um, Oakland Community College say, you know, we are so embarrassed that that happened to you. Um, and they knew it was bureaucracy at that point. Um, they said, oh. you know, we're doing a project in Cambodia. Cambodia. And Cambodia is similar to the situation that you're doing in South Africa where the crocodiles were eating up the kids, um, drowning them and eating them for lunch. Because oh um, a lot of the children go to get the water over there and they're seven, eight years old. So they go to get the water um, in Africa, South, and this was in Swaziland. And a lot of the kids, when they go to get the water, the crocodiles would grab them and drown them and eat them for lunch. So uh, we said, well, let's put water units in the schools over there. And um, that way the kids don't have to go to the river to fetch the water. And they can actually go to school and get the water. And that's what we did in Swaziland, South Africa. So the College told me it was a similar situation in Cambodia where the crocodiles were doing the same thing to these kids. So they connected us with a school over there in Cambodia, and we talked to the um, the teachers over there and the principals, and we actually took the water units that were supposed to go to Flint and sent them to Cambodia, and they had open arms and took them with no mystery. Wow. Um, so the Flint water units went mm-hmm. to Cambodia. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and no bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, wow, that's... A, that's. Um, uh, hold on. Um, well, I just got a report that um, part of our show um, is not being broadcast on... Facebook. I don't know whether it's my link with him or w- what's going on, um, but I'm just uh, 
Um, hold on here. I never know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I'll just ask, ask Don to see if we could check that. Um, thanks, Don. Um, yeah, it, um, anyway, um, but, um, okay, thanks so much, Don. I appreciate it. Um, the, um, wow, so I went to Cambodia. I, I, I wonder what the Cambodians did with the teddy bears. I mean, they probably didn't have any concept of teddy bears over there. I don't know, they might. But, um, wow, what a shame. Um, and so since that time, Nestle is taking center lead uh, on that. Um, what role do you think, do you think they were influenced by Nestle or what? I, I, I don't know the details. Is that, is that what part of it was? Well, you know, when you, when, when you got that bureaucracy, you never know, you know, why they, um, they turned this down because it's all bureaucracy. It's just like, remember when Katrina first hit, same thing. Okay. Forever yeah. to get those people, you know, the services they need and everything. Bureaucracy is a killer. That's why it's good right. that we don't have to depend on the government that we can actually use, you know, nothing against the government, but it's, it's too much red tape. So when you got to go through all that red tape, you know, um, to do anything, you know, it'll take forever. So it's nice that we didn't have to go through the red tape and just took it, those units and sent them to Cambodia because it was too much. I mean, Flint still isn't uh, solved. They still got an issue and that's been years ago. And right. they still got that issue with um, lead in their water. They still haven't fixed it. So well, um, it's nice that we got grassroots organizations that can right. cut through the red tape. Right, right. Well, I'm not going to say anything uh, against Nestle on today's show, although um, it's too bad. I mean, giving people uh, donated bottled water is all fine and well. I'm glad they did it. However, um, the problem with that is that you, there's no long-term solution. You know, and so basically you're setting up, uh, uh, you know, if I wanted to be cynical, um, you could say, you could, you could say if you want to be cynical that they did it so that they'd have a whole generation of like kids in schools and people there get used to the idea of having buying bottled water from Nestle rather than getting a long term, uh, solution, um, with, with, with clean water filters that actually would last for what they last 30 years, something like yeah. that. They pay extra yeah. for the water. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's exactly, that's exactly what they did, what you said, because now they got them used to buying bottled water. Originally they were like saying, okay, we'll give you this water. And they brought in the trucks to do that. Right. Exactly. And then after that, they said, now you have to buy it. And uh, the people even said that, and they even have a, uh, a, a river that's, um, in Michigan that actually Nestle is getting the water from that river and putting the bottled water that they're producing and then selling it to the people in Michigan. So Millions. they even got a story about that. Yeah, that they actually are, are tapping into a river there that's in Michigan wow. that they're actually getting their bottled water from and selling it to the people there. Unbelievable. And, and according... And uh, pardon me interrupting, my friend, but according to the article I read a couple of years ago, they only paid the state of Michigan $200 for the water permit to do that. And they were pumping out hundreds of millions of gallons out, making yeah. a whole ton of money from it. I mean, look at the cost of what, uh, I don't know, whatever the cost of bottled water is. Um, and you times that by hundreds of millions of gallons that they paid for. Well, with the day's mm -hmm. inflation, is it more than a dollar uh, a bottle? It was a dollar back in the day. Now it's over a dollar with today's inflation. So imagine mm -hmm. you're paying a dollar 
and yeah. you're not even you're getting a eight ounce bottle or twelve ounce bottle of water if you're lucky if you got it on sale for a buck for a twelve ounce bottle of water and they pumping it out pennies on the gallon. Yeah, yeah, if that, if that. So if that is probably a it, half of a half of a half percent to tell you the truth. Well, I don't want to point any fingers, but Whitmer's, in my opinion, she's a Democratic governor of, of Michigan, and she's been awful. Nobody likes her back there. Um, um, and uh, hold on here. Um, well, you got to look at the other thing, too, that the plastic bottles that they're getting is polluting the environment. So they're taking these plastic bottles that they're putting the water in that's actually polluting the environment. So you get, and some of those plastic bottles, um, they're contaminating the water that they're even giving out to the people. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, right. I just got a report that um, um, something uh, cut um, cut our feed uh, on it. So uh, if you're if you were watching on Facebook, you may not have seen the earlier show. Um, but um, my show will be up later on BBS. Um, it's working now just fine. Thank you so much, Don. I uh, really appreciate it. But uh, if you did miss any part of the show today, no worries, my friends. Within uh, some sometime soon, next couple days, um, depending on, on um, we we should be able to get the the show on BBS Radio. Just go to bbsradio.com forward slash out of this world radio, and you'll be able to. Um, um, but uh, it. Uh, Anyway, um, thanks so much for, for fixing that. I think we were getting a little, we were getting messed with. Um, um, but at um, any rate, thanks so much. Um, uh, I got a couple reports that it wasn't getting fed, but it's getting fed now. It is working now. So that's wonderful. Um, I wanted to um, um, thank you so much for your fantastic work. And let's say, you know, um, uh, if, if you were able to raise, I'm sure you were able to raise the money again for Flint, Michigan. Um, do, what, what do you think? Do you think these, these government bureaucracy, would, they would stop you from giving free water filters so little children and adults could, could I, drink I think it would still be the same way, just like um, you got awesome. the latest um, uh, event that's going on in Palestine, Ohio. So when you're looking at um, the bureaucracy, Mississippi, when you're looking at all this, you know, it's the red tape um, where when you're in different um, countries, you don't have to go through that red tape. Like if you go to Bolivia, if you go to Africa, if you go to India, you know, we got people bringing it in. Jamaica, we got people bringing them in. I mean, you might have to have some static through um, uh, uh, duty free, but a lot of times we just have people bring the water units in just like we did with Peru um, last right. year. So, right. you know, to beat the bureaucracy, we have volunteers that actually bring the water units in personally, and then we go to the schools and hospitals. Right. Or if right. we work with World Vision, the Peace Corps, um, we can make sure that they bring the water in through their containers, and they have area development people. So we basically work with different other organizations um, to bring the water in, then it's no problem. It's just, I think, here in the United States, you go through the, the, the red tape or bureaucracy or whatever you want to call it. Right. Well, um, I had a fellow on so my that's show. That's an issue, and that's a headache, and it shouldn't be a headache. I mean, if you raise money to buy water units, you got them. 
why should it be a headache to get them installed to people that desperately need it? Well, I had a wonderful fellow, uh, Mr. McElvey, um, who has his own water company um, in Arizona, and he offered to donate uh, clean water filters on his own. I, I need to introduce you to him because I think you need to work together. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. We're in Arizona with the um, Hopi and Navajo, as you know. So oh, absolutely. Totally awesome. Yeah, let me, let, I'll do that introduction for you. Um, yeah. Okay. This week, by tomorrow, I'll put you in touch with them. Uh, we can talk about that tomorrow. But at any rate, um, he's in there now. And what's interesting, I don't want to say too much about, about this, but he was approached by a member of the Biden government, um, giving him some, some, uh, warnings about uh, giving free water filters to the people of East Palestine warnings um, because obviously Biden and his and the cabal did not want him to help the people of Palestine. He found a way around it, but I don't want to say too much. I don't want to mess up anything he's doing. He's doing wonderful work there, but uh, he got a taste of the same problem that you ran into in Michigan where they stopped it. And I tell you, you know, what is government for? Why do we even have a government like that? Why do we have people like that who are stopping from stopping private individuals? These are private individuals, grassroots organizations with good hearts, loving hearts who genuinely want to help other Americans. What the hell purpose of a government like that, that wants to to hinder their progress, who wants them to basically drink dirty water so they die, get sick, have, have reduced longevities, you know, when the government's the problem, it, it, not the people, because the people of the United States are good. People of the world are good. The basic human nature of people on this planet is good and to be loving, kind, benevolent and caring for each other. But why do these idiots step in and prevent those things? They should be all thrown out of office. Absolutely. Spotlighted and, and thrown out of office, in my opinion. Well, I think I think the issue is just like when you go back to Katrina. Imagine we had World Vision, we had um, Feed right. the Children, we had our organization to say we'll all go in. World Vision even had cut a deal with um, Home Depot and um, those guys to write a blank check for mops, brooms, everything. We had all that. The water units, Feed the Children with food when Katrina first started. This one, when I was basically a rookie in the business, and we had got right. the water units, and they said, well, it's FEMA is handling everything, and you've seen what happened with that. Right, right. And the same well, thing in Palestine. What are they saying? They're saying FEMA. So, right, and, and, initi- and initially, um, uh, uh, the EPA wasn't going to help them out. I'm not even going to send anybody. And um, they actually, the, the head of the, the FEMA director only went to East Palestine, Ohio, after Trump went there, after they heard Trump was going. Then they announced they were going to help him, but probably not very much. I don't know. Uh, Bush himself, or whoever Bush is, went to, um, to the Ukraine to, talk, to give more money to Zelensky. He doesn't give a crap about what happens to American citizens. He just took off. That's the kind of disrespect we have in our so-called government, fake government. And people should get angry about it. This is disgusting. You know, I mean, he should be thrown out of office, too. He's told fake. You know, um, it's, it's um, awful. I do remember Katrina, by the way, Katrina, the whole thing in New Orleans, all those people in that dome. This was under the Bush, was it the Bush 2 administration. 
No help was being uh, provided. Um, people were getting murdered, sexually assaulted um, uh, in that in that dome area. Nothing was being done. I mean, it's like, why even have a government like that? They don't deserve. Well, that's why we do um, grassroots. That's right. why, because we don't really depend on um, right. the government, right. and right. we get a lot more done through grass, uh, grassroots. That's what right. I found um, in our right. projects. That's why when you ask me what I go back to Flint, I would be like, no, unless it's grassroots, um, it's not going to get done. And that's why we're in over 40 different countries um, and it's successful on the countries that we uh, work with. So that's why I say we'll work with Rotary International, World Vision, the Peace Corps, um, the Gates Foundation, those organizations, and we tend to get our projects done without the red tape. But when you look at, like you said, Flint, East Palestine, I mean, that's going to take forever. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. I mean, look at the infrastructure here. I mean, they haven't even fixed that, and they've been saying they're going to be fixing that for years, and it needs to be um, new infrastructure because you're looking at 100-year-old pipes that need to be replaced and all these people get lead in their water, not only in Flint, but a whole lot of other places too, because there's no new pipes. So that's what they call it. That's bureaucracy. All these administrations that um, come in say they're going to do something, but they never do. It's like the Hopi water. Uh, The Hopi sued the Obama administration and the Bureau of Indian Affairs in 2015 um, because uh, Obama and the BIA refused to give them any help at all in getting clean water. If you die, so sorry, yeah. so too bad. Who cares? You know, unfortunately, yeah, that's, you know, that's right. You know, you know, they they didn't care about right. the Native Americans there, and so the Hopi sued them, and they got turned down. And then I found out about it in the spring of eighteen, and I said, "This is horrible." And I think we were talking on air during my show. And I said, "The hell with them. Let's just do it privately." And so then we started and. And we started, got a got a donation from a wonderful lady named Teresa for thirty thousand dollars to start off our efforts, and it's been you know we haven't looked back since. You know it's been the outpouring of support's been fantastic. Um, I want to thank so many different donors, including um, uh, Beyond Words Publishing in uh, Oregon for their wonderful donation, which is coming. Uh, Leon, uh, really wonderful people. Um, they publish a lot of really good spiritual books. Um, uh, but um, at any rate, I want to tell you a little story. People assume that the waters that um, the bottled water that Nestle provides is healthy and safe. Do you think that's a correct? Do you think that's an assumption people have from these companies? Yeah, yeah, because of the fact that people don't really know. Like I was just telling you, that even the plastic bottles that that water come in that they're buying at the stores, um, once that plastic get into the water is actually worse than you're drinking the tap water. Well, so you, you got, and you're destroying the environment. Right. So, you know, exactly. they're, they're selling this water within these plastic bottles and the plastic is getting in the water. So that's like poison. You're drinking poison where if you got filtered water, you don't have to have that. You don't have to use that plastic bottle. So, and imagine the environment. So now you're selling yeah. drinking poison. And when you throw the plastic, away polluting the environment at the same time. Well, let me tell you a little story. And it was from Switzerland. And it came out um, about six or eight months ago. I've got the link. Anybody wants it? 
please send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. And it's a story of a couple of Swiss scientists who um, analyzed um, a water, bottles of water from Pellegrino. Now, that was, uh, that's owned by Nestle. It's, it's, it's in Italy. It has wonderful water. But they discovered something very interesting. That beginning in March of last year, guess what Nestle was adding to the Pellegrino spring water that they sold? What's that? Graphene. Uh, ounce and a half, yep. ounce, ounce and a half of graphene. And what they would do, they take a sophisticated, um, there's a, there's a testing equipment. Again, I guess all reputable scientists doing this mainstream scientists saying, Hey, what's in this water? And they put it in, they put these testers in the water, the Pellegrino bottled water, and it's uh, full of graphene. Now that stuff is, is, is what, uh, Dr. Nestler in Germany called, um, they're part of the shots, actually, and he calls them little razor blades because they go through your system. They cut up your arteries, and they can cause strokes, strokes, a lot of strokes and heart attacks. That's the problem with the shots. Anyway, um, so if you are uh, buying Pellegrino water, you should think twice about it because scientists in Switzerland have found that that water is polluted with graphene. Thanks, Nestle, trying to kill us. Now, let's look at some other brands. Uh, we've got Arrowhead Water in Los Angeles that's, um, that's owned by Nestle. And according to other studies that came out uh, last year, Arrowhead water has the highest level of fluoride in North America of all bottled waters. And yet, uh, none of it's listed on the bottle. Not there. Isn't it supposed to be listed under federal and state law? Not in, not in Gavin yep. Newsom's state. Nah, not listed at all. And I've, and I've been at spiritual uh, fairs before in the, in the past. And I walk, I talk to another psychic and, the, and you know, there, and I say, oh, what are you drinking? Oh, Arrowhead water. It's really good for you. It comes from natural springs in Los Angeles. And I said, huh, you know that there's scientific studies that has the highest fluoride content of all bottled waters uh, in the United States and Canada and Mexico. And they said, it's not listed on the label. I said, that's right. It's supposed to be listed, but it's not. Um, they also have another brand called Pure Life. Now, do these waters have graphene in them as well? I don't know. Tests need to be done to check it out. And is the water that these well, kids are getting in Flint, Michigan from Nestle, are they clean water? I don't know. Has anybody tested it? I don't know. It's a question to ask. You have to ask. So. Yeah, and the bottom line is that all that plastic water bottle um, right. uh, uh, companies that selling this water in these plastic bottles, they're not good for you. Um, just like Fiji water the same way when you look at all that. And that's supposed to be the best bottled water out there. And it's the same thing um, with those guys also. So that's why we um, tell people to get water filters and right. not purchase bottled water. Right. Because you're doing two things. Like I said, you're uh, polluting the environment and you're drinking poison. Right, right. Well, I, you know, I when before you look at Pepsi, Coca Cola, I mean, right. DeSanti and Aquafima. I mean, right. it's tap water being put in these plastic bottles. Well, nothing against Walmart, um, because I do shop there too occasionally. Um, but um, I've seen uh, I've seen their bottled water, where it, it it says right on there that it's municipal tap water from Sacramento, California. So it's nothing special. Yeah. It's not special. It's like liquid bottling tap water. Right, they're bottling tap water. I don't. That was from last year. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest, whether they're doing it now. And all deference to Walmart, but people it's, have it's, a look at the labels. 
They're still doing it. Yeah, yeah they're still doing well, it. Yeah, you you see this um, mountain spring and artesian water. It's all just um, marketing. Um, yeah, it's, the water it's all marketing. Is yeah. Tap water, yeah, with a filter, yeah. 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 But the bad yeah. part is then putting these plastic bottles, and right. that's where you're getting, um, like I said, you're killing the environment with the plastic and you're drinking poison. Right, exactly. Um, one thing, I, I want to move on to a positive note right now because we could go on for several more hours about all the bad stuff happening. Oh, yeah. But let's let's with the water, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's switch gears. Um, we've got forty five minutes left, and I want people to to if you could tell them how to make a tax deductible contribution um, to efforts for clean water for Hopi, and I want to ask you about Flint too. I mean, if we and and East Palestine would be another one, but I'll put you in touch with people in Palestine or East Palestine on that. Okay. One. Yeah, if um, anyone want to make a donation, you can go to www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org, um, and you can donate there, and you can get a tax deductible. Do- it's a tax deductible donation. We're a five hundred one c three organization, right, so it's right. www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org. And That's the fund great. that we're doing now from those donations is going for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation that actually Ted launched, like he said, in 2018. I was on his talk show and I had no idea that the um, Hopi um, and Navajo Reservation even had contaminated water right there right. in Arizona. And right. I was telling Ted about um, we had these water units in like over 35 different countries. And he said, well, what are you doing in the U.S.? And I had went through that issue in Flint. So nothing you could do on that one. But he said, what about the Hopi and Navajo Reservation? And I said, what? I had no idea in Arizona. And that's how we started out. And we started out with the first water unit there. Um, six months later, and now we got over 400 water units there. Oh, we got fantastic. the United Nations involved. Um, we have Sedona Spotlight, TED organization, and we're working on some funding now that's looking pretty good where we may be able to t- provide the whole reservation um, with clean water. So um, yes. this fantastic. project is really taking off. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you know, going back to what I said earlier, Leon, the basic nature of people is to be loving, kind, benevolent, and helping each other based upon love and compassion. And that's what, that's what you bring out in people, you know, and, and, and what yeah. I also hope to bring out on my show as well, that there are a lot of good people out there who do want to make the planet a better place. I mean, most people want to live in peace and harmony and why not? We have plenty of resources in on this planet. It's not a planet of scarcity. It's a planet of abundance of, of many beautiful things that needs to be shared with each other and we are shifting now from service to self and that's the old way of doing things of fighting in war to service to others i know the negatives are doing everything they can to try to turn the tide but it's change it but it's impossible really because that's what our ultimate goal is and and at the end of the day i think you're 100 percent right because when we were in bolivia i remember we were in bolivia and peru at world vision and we were in some really rough territory there where the cartel was at and you had to go through there and when they stopped us to say what are you doing we had to tell them we're not here politically we're not here religiously we just want to get the kids water and they actually let us through um and 
and they were like, they're there for the kids. So you're right, just good people trying to help out with no other agenda, which was amazing. And right. imagine we had to let the cartel um, in a place called Potosi give us the green light to go. Well, well, um, um, I just got another report that the show may have stopped again on uh, Facebook. If you don't mind, I'm sorry to bother you, Don. Um, um, if you don't mind um, checking. Um, Okay, thanks, Don. I appreciate all your help. I wouldn't know this. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much um, for telling me this. Um, um, but uh, we'll keep again. If if we are getting we are getting interfered with today, I don't know if whether it's Nestle or who's doing it. To be honest with you, but um, we can all you can always watch my show on BBS. It'll be there later. Um, um, okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Don. Okay. Well, I think we're okay. I think we're finally. Any rate, um, but um, yeah, you do good work. What, what happened with the people in Cambodia? Water filter system worked okay. They got clean water. At least they got some benefit from it. So, oh, they got the clean water. They did a beautiful video because it shows you how um, creative they are. So they yeah. actually did a beautiful video um, about them getting the water, and they were so creative because um, they're. They had the gravity feed, so they actually developed gravity feeding um, systems that they connected those water units to that we now use as examples for other countries to duplicate. So imagine they actually took our water unit and created a water unit within a water unit that you can gravity feed because remember, oh. no electricity. Oh, that's that's amazing. Uh, on that note, I'd like to ask Don if you wouldn't mind coming in, Don, to tell us your ex your experience. He he heard about a um um uh let me see here. Let me see here. Um um okay um. Well, uh, okay, we've got a technical problem, um, but um, I have to let me let me check something. When I keep, yeah, keep talking, I'll, keep I'll talking. jump in here a little bit. It's a pleasure, Leon. It's always a pleasure. Um, thank you for Ted for letting me be on your show. Yeah, uh, our streaming system says everything's streaming perfectly since the moment you started. No hiccups, no interrupts, no nothing. Um, but your caster seems to not be connecting to any of the pages you have listed. So you'll see that I'm streaming it to your caster because it's showing that I am, and it shows the video. But all the place, your locations, it's saying connecting, 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 connecting. So there's something up with caster, and we'll you'll have to figure what that is. Well, um, they have, they have. Um... Um, they have um, messed with me before. Right. And, but our um, streams are going perfectly. Um, even I, right to your caster account, it's going perfectly. So I, I don't know how to fix this. We'd have to do it later and kind of uh, – the only thing I could think is maybe 
casters glitching or gosh, I don't know. Well, you have to log in and you'll see when you click on the stream, you'll see what we see. Okay. I've, I'm, I've paid up on caster. I'm totally, I've got the proof right here. I found the, yeah, email. I don't, I don't know then it's, it's, it's weird because, um, yeah, well, maybe or, they or, are playing with you. You might, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, um, Leon, as far as, uh, uh, the water filters, you know, I, I've been... I'm I've been caster paying, now. You guys talk for a minute, okay? I'll yeah, I've been paying attention to the uh, the filters and how some of these, you know, um, obscure places, third world countries are doing it. And it seems they're making water filtration systems cheaply, you know, like 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 12 bucks. You have all the materials you need. You really just need some sand, charcoal, you know, some of the filter materials. And then either buckets, pails, uh, five-gallon water jugs, and they make a very interesting um, uh, filtration systems. So one person said he made a, a, a three-stage filtration system out of five-gallon water jugs. Uh, he says it tastes better than even Berkeley systems. So, yeah, yeah, it just depends on um, what's in the water, and they get creative. Like I was saying about our um, gravity feeding water system, right? Some right. Water over there, and they actually because they have no electricity, and they actually made this gravity feeding water system right, out of right. some, uh, a bucket um, and some tubing. That's a great and, way to go. Um, and they went to the dirty lake, dirty river because they didn't have a water source. And they went and grabbed these buckets of water and then came back to the school that had no running water and set up, like I said, these gravity feeding water systems where they took the water that went through our unit and had clean water. Right. And the good part about our water unit is that in filters is that we developed a certain filter um that actually takes out contaminants and viruses that works like a uv and it's not a uv like because as you know with oh, brilliant like brilliant brilliant we actually developed a unit that actually takes that out and they're gravity fed and like you said with a bunch of buckets and tubing right i think it's genius it's like that old saying ted reminded me of earlier you know you uh it's better to teach the man to fish than bring him fish all day long that's exactly right. You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him how to fish, he eats for life. Right. Right. Yeah, amazing. But yeah. that's what happened. And they taught us something because that gravity feeding water unit that they developed in Cambodia, we used that to show other countries. And that's what they started um, developing. Brilliant. Brilliant. From that system. So you're yeah. exactly right. They take some buckets, they take some tubing. I mean, I remember a gravity-feeding water unit that one um, uh, village did. They used the old, you know, them two-liter Coke bottles, cut the um, bottom of it off, and then the top where the nozzle is, put tape on it, put it to uh, tube, put it through our water system, and they were pouring water through that Isn't and that coming out right. with clean yeah, water. Yeah, I love that. So they're definitely um, creative. Right. Right. Well, good on you, Leon. You're just fantastic. Always doing Thank great you. work. And, you know, that, that's something that 
is profound for me when I hear of somebody, you know, spending their life to help others. And and Leon, that is, you know, that's extremely, um, well, extremely wonderful. You're a very spiritual person. Well, I tell you, um, when we were over in South America and those little kids looked me in my eyes and said, stepdad, you are our only ticket out. And I was like, if I'm the only ticket out, we really got to go to work. So right, <laughs> they really right. got to. It's just like what we're doing. So, you know, if you're the only ticket, you know, you got to go to work. Because I was like, wow, you know, that really amazed me when that little kid came to me and told me that. Isn't that, and it you know, it makes it worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you got a, a group of kids, you're in a village, and one kid step up and say something like that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because it tells you, and because kids know, and it tells you what's really in their heart and in their mind. So imagine I'm in a village, and all these kids we're around, and one kid step up to the front and say that. Totally amazing. Totally amazing. I agree. And it brings dedication. Right. And these people were, they called them the throwaway people. And I had never heard of nothing like that before, just like you said. And I was like, what's the throwaway people? And the leader stepped up and he said, well, we had been in a war for 10 years. It was in Peru. And all the men had got killed and it was only a few men left, women and children. And he said, we are the throwaway people. And he said, um, anyway, wow. we had to survive these wars. And I was like, well, what made you continue on being in these wars like that and hiding in the jungle? And he said, we learned how to forge on. That right. blew me away. Right. So amazing story. I love it. I wow. love it. Thank wow. you for sharing that. Well, I wanted yeah. to tell you. Yeah, and that made me more dedicated. When you hear those stories, the people really know how to forge on. And it's just like you said, teach a person how to fish, they eat for life. Give them a fish, you only eat for a day. Right. Well, that, makes, that makes total sense. Right. I want to tell you that uh, customer service at Castor, their phone numbers are out of order, even though they're supposed to be open, uh, going. Um, the uh, I did pay my bill. I'm all caught up for it. I don't know what to say, except we are getting we are getting some interference. Maybe Nestle doesn't want people to know about what a, what, what, what they've done to Flint, Michigan. I don't know. Um, but, uh, anyway, I think we're broadcasting now. Okay. My apologies. Um, what I'll do after the show is I'm going to go in there and this might work. It might not, but you'd have to actually go into caster and you have to shut off all your, your locations, you know, you know, pull the tab to the left, turn them off, reestablish each connection, then turn them back on. And it could be they glitched. I mean, uh, uh, again, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But that's what we'll try after the show. I'll try it. Uh, you know, once okay. I get the following show on, I'll go in there and see if we can get this uh, working. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Don. I, you I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Well, anyway, thanks for that. I, I missed, I was dealing with trying to get a hold of Castor just now. That that filtration system use a plastic just just from my memory um you use a plastic um container like a like an old you know and then a water bottle whatever and then you put what gravel at, at it and you filter through gravel is that right or 
What do you do again? I'm sorry. Oh, you mean oh, me? Oh, you're talking to, to Don. Yeah, he was talking yeah, about yeah, real sand quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, they, you know, they, they use sand. They use charcoal, you know, various stages of gravel, charcoal, sand. And then they have some other unique stuff depending on, you know, who's doing it. Um, but, uh, you know, you can go very basic to quite elaborate in, in, in the materials. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Leon would know a lot more than me. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, uh, Ted, what they're doing, they're straining the water through those, um, what he said through the sand, like straining the water. It's like uh, almost like when you're, uh, doing gold, you know, when the gold miners would go and they do the, they use those strainers. So they're actually pouring the water through like a sand charcoal, like straining. And through that straining, it's actually cleaning the water through that sand, through that charcoal, what he, what, what, what he was saying. Then wow. it's coming out clean water through the straining. Interesting. That's, that's fascinating. Yep. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would think, um, you know, the, the uh, whiskey distillers in Ireland may be interested in that, too, to make a better product. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <Yep. laughs> I don't know. I got a friend going over there in Ireland. I got to ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him some ideas. But these are natural things. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of good water filters. Berkey, Berkey has a great reputation. But it's kind of fun to, to, to know that... Um, to, to realize that there's other places you can go to make your own. A lot of people want to be self-dependent, you know. Um, let's say you're living somewhere up maybe in Alaska or the Yukon Territory in Canada, and, you know, you don't have access to, to buying a water filter. Well, you could probably make your own after, you know, using that, that technique. of. But um, anyway, well, Don, thank you so much for, for sharing that. That was, uh, that was great, great to hear. Um, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think the, the 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 success of you of uh, your efforts and uh, my efforts, all of our efforts to get clean water uh, for the Hopi as well as other people around the world and Navajo too, um, it's it's been it's been successful because people basically are good natured and they want to make the world a better place and they don't they don't want people to be suffering or, or drink or drinking crappy water. You know, I mean, it's, it's obvious what's going on. So, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a very good thing. So. Oh yeah. And like I said, what you've done, Ted, from 2018 to now to have a grassroots, like we were talking about, no bureaucracy um, is a totally amazing. Um, the progress that we've done and to get, you know, the tribes involved and to accept everything that we were doing, um, you know, working together works. That's what it shows. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that really makes a lot of sense, you know, and, um, I'm just amazed, you know, I mean, if we had a, a truly democratic government that actually cared about people, they, they could have easily stepped in back years ago and helped the Hopi, but they didn't, they refused actually. Um, yeah. And, and that's why it's nice that we're doing the grassroots because we're not dependent on the government. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if you depend on the government, as they say um, in one of the old Western movies that I just watched today, and it was the Wild Wild West, and they had the Indian chief come in and say, if we depend on the government, we die. 
<laughs> There's another old saying. And the chief said that, and it was so funny. Right before I was on your show, I'm looking at the Wild Wild West, and you know that was a crazy series movie. Um, right. And it was just weird that they had this um, uh, a clip segment on where right. the chief made that statement. He said, because Jim Westnam told him, he said, well, the government can help you. Um, and he said, we depend on the government, we die. <laughs> oh, no. So, wow. unbelievable. Well, 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 um, well, uh, I, um, Every some people say every time a politician moves his moves his or her lips, they lie. <laughs> and that's it. Hey, so that's why I'm so happy we did the grassroots uh, deal, and we accomplished a lot. We beat the bureaucracy. We didn't right. depend on no one, and those kids got water. And as you know, the average man on the Hopi and Navajo reservation lives to be 45 years old, and the women 54. So we're turning that grip around and they're getting cancers at 16 years old. So from what you've done and what we've done, um, we made some amazing steps and we're saving children um, from suffering and hurting um, by having that contaminated water. So we're, we're definitely making a difference. Right. And that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good thing. That's a super good thing. That's exactly right. It couldn't get no better. Well, it's all volunteer. And it's um, almost like when we were in um, Bolivia and Peru and what we had told them when we had to go through the cartel. And the first thing the cartel told us, we can look in your eyes and tell you're telling the truth. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. And they let us through. Yeah. Because remember, I told you we had to go through this place called Potosi, Bolivia. And to get there, they had no police, no army. And we actually got, you know, like in Mexico or different places where you get kidnapped. Basically, we got kidnapped. So we're there, and we get stopped, and it's the cartel. And we had to explain to them what we're there for. We're here to get the children clean water. We don't have no um, political agenda. We don't have no religious agenda. We just want to get the kids water. And I had to do the actual speaking. And when we got with the head of the cartel, when they set us down, he told me, he said, I can look in your eyes and tell you're telling the truth. Wow. You that's can go. beautiful. Isn't that's that amazing? Beautiful. Well, that's reaching out to people on a heart level, on a one-to-one basis. And irregardless of what's going on politically, that's a wonderful thing. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful study. A and story. I never will forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they st- and are you're they right, st- Ted. What you just said is so right. That's reaching out to people on a heart level, one-to-one. Because we were like, oh, my God, we just got kidnapped by the cartel. And they told <laughs> us, okay. Uh, and then they made me the spokesperson. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, how funny. <laughs> we were there with World Vision, and they said, Leon, you talk. You tell them what you're we're not, here for. <laughs> and all not, of a sudden, I was the spokesperson. <laughs> right, you're now the chief of your tribe. You're hereby. You're not a chief of your. Hey, I got expedited. <laughs> clean water, the clean water tribe. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Unbelievable. And I'll never forget that when they said you can go. We we and the leader said, 
Um, we can look in your eyes. I can look in your eyes and tell you're telling the truth. You I'm glad we had yep. extra time today on the show in spite of our technical difficulties, Alfred, so you could, yep. could hear that. Uh, we've got about 20 minutes left, and um, you're you're welcome to talk about anything that's not um, illegal, immoral, or fattening. And um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely. Well, you know. well, the only thing I could say is that you know this uh, fundraisers that we're doing on April seventh in Bellevue um, for the Water for Children for the Hopi, Navajo, and Mexico and children around the world going to be at the Hyatt Regency in Bellevue. That's going to be a great fundraiser. We got um, folks from Cirque du Soleil um, instructors and the aerial show going to be amazing. Um, we also got the event coming up on April 29th in Beverly Hills. Um, that's going to be an amazing show for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation. And we got a lot of people California. coming down California um, for that those event mm-hmm. in California. Yeah, right. Beverly Somebody Hills. They may not know where it April is. April 29th. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, because they got a lot of Beverly Hills. I think they got a Beverly Hills, Florida also. <laughs> so this is in Beverly Hills, California, just like okay. you said. Um, and then we have the Sedona event with Martha, um, from Sedona Spotlight, who introduced me to you, Dad, back, um, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we're going to do a fundraiser at their, um, place in June. And then we have a fashion show fundraiser music auction on, um, May 27th. That's the Memorial Weekend. And by the way, April 7th is Good Friday, the one in Bellevue. And then we have a ranch that was donated to us um, for July 14th, 15th, and 16th. And last night I was able to get all these amazing artists. Kristen Chambers will be playing. She wrote um, some of the songs on Days of Our Lives, Soap Opera, uh, A Man Called Sile, the A&E Special. Um, she's going to be performing Jennifer Ray, who's an international artist, going to be performing Steve Boyce, who played with Yes, and those guys is going to be performing the rock group Yes. Really? Um, oh, we got wow. Dean back home who played in Morocco. He'll be performing. So we got, and they all volunteer. Isn't that amazing? Um, and of course, by us being a 501c3, we give them a write off. But if it's any artist, we have amazing art from Leonel Bell Gomez, a young kid, young hot wonder. He's 22 years old. That's making this amazing art, and he's donating half the artwork um, for Water for Children. We got the article that Nancy from Airline Ambassadors just came out with um, nominating us for the um, Global Water Award for the Hopi and Navajo tribe. And like I said, and we're supposed to get funding that we're working with these um, uh, corporations that may fund the whole um, Hopi and Navajo Reservation project along with the project that we're going to be doing in El Salvador with Nancy Rivard from Airline Ambassadors, who you know. So it's being a, it's like we're getting this momentum. Right. And it's like you said, even though they're doing, and we also put, you know, talking about Ukraine, we put water units in an orphanage in the Ukraine with the Peace Corps. So, you know, it's just that um, we're getting some great momentum. It's amazing. And we're doing it on our own, which is amazing yeah. also, with no help, like the chief said. 
We yeah. got to do it our own. Um, do you mind if I make a suggestion? I don't want to overload you, Leon. Um, oh, no, not at people, all. People can write you or they can write me, certainly. Please write me. If you're in a part of the world where the water situation is terrible and you need clean water, could, clean water filters could help. Um, why don't you send Leon or I a, 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 an email and we'll see what we can do. Uh, my email is outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. That's outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or um, outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. Either one get to me just, just fine. And Leon, how, how yep. they could contact you through your website. Is that right? What's the best way? Yeah, um, yeah they can go to www cleanwaterfoundationwa.org and we'll take volunteers, um, artists that want to get involved, um, technical people that want to get involved. I mean, you know, working together works. That's the whole key. And if they want to make a donation, I mean, for $150, um, 50 people can have clean, fresh drinking water. And those water units last for 30 years, and we replace the water filters every year for like 50 bucks, the water unit. And they don't have to replace them to after 10,000 gallons of water has been used. So, um, yeah, if anybody want to come in, volunteer, help us, donate, please do. The Hopi and Navajo Reservation and children around the world need um, our help because they're the ones that's suffering. They're the ones that's hurting. And we're giving back because we've had amazing lives. Like I said, we book shows at the Paramount. I used to book all the shows there, Broadway musicals. And that's why we do a fundraiser music thing, because we come out of the entertainment business. Came from the shoeshine stand, had the shoeshine stand, along with uh, the Leather Care Center, where we did shoe repair, the shoeshine the coffee carts in Canada that we had. And that's how the whole water cart got developed from that. So working together definitely works. Yeah. Well, um, the, uh, the governments are supposed to serve us, the people around the world, and not the other way around. So if they're not serving us, then we have to take matters into our own hands, of course, in a peaceful way, and do the kind of work that Gandhi did. He he was able to kick out uh, to um, you know help uh, India become free in 1947. And people would say to him, um, he said, I'm just one person, but look what I've been able to accomplish. Like J- JFK, the same thing, John F. Kennedy. Uh, he accomplished a, oh, lot, yeah. a lot of good things. And we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier world. And people have to have to take their power back. Don't let them push you around. Don't let them tell you what you should or could or what you can or can't do. You, you have your own inner guidance, uh, your own inner God, if you will. That ties into uh, good things about what the planet needs to be done, and uh, we should just take the initiative um, and do it on our own. So that's what I encourage people to do, um, you know. And you, you do the same, Leon. Um, uh, we've got. Um, I think we're going to get some responses. I've heard. I've. Heard, I don't know if you know much about this, but there are places in northern Canada where there are Indian reserves where they their water situation is terrible too. But you don't hear much about it. Um, yeah, they're really bad. I know we got a guy that lives in Toronto. Um, he's part of Airline Ambassadors, and he was talking about that, how mm-hmm. they really got it bad. I know we just did a project with the Blackfeet in Montana, and it's okay. the same thing. And the Blackfeet goes to Canada also, and their water polluted from Montana to Canada. 
Oh, Unbelievable. really? Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, we've got our own Blackfeet in the in Montana, but the, that, you know, these, these international borders were artificially drawn back in the 19th century, 18th, whatever. And, um, and so that it spills over. Um, but, um, yeah, if we can be of help, um, what's happening? You, you had problems getting into the Canada with the Blackfeet? What the, uh, we got into Montana, but we couldn't get into Canada. So the Blackfeet tribe is in Canada and Montana. Right. And so we were able to put the water units for the Blackfeet tribe in, uh, Montana. But when we tried to expand to the Blackfeet, in Canada, we got hit with the uh, bureaucracy. Okay, what what agency was it? Was it uh, Trudeau's? Was it Trudeau's federal government? I guess it was. Yeah, I guess it must have been. Yeah. Mm. Well, when we talked to our sources at the Blackfeet in Montana, they basically said we have an issue. Um, they won't let us put this project for the Blackfeet in Canada. So. nothing else we could do because you know we're a small group and we just couldn't like keep going back and forth like the Flint thing on and on with everybody saying originally yes you could do it and then they're not answering the emails no more not answering the phone calls no more so I mean you know it's like you call a person a hundred times and they don't pick up the phone you got to get the hint at some point to say I don't think they want to talk to me well, for what it's worth, under the Jay Treaty, what's called the Jay Treaty of 1767, negotiated between the United States, between uh, the, the Great Britain and the Native American tribes um, and the colonies here in the United States, Native Americans, if you're an enrolled member of like the Blackfeet, you have every legal right to go into Canada and they cannot stop you. You'd have to maybe bring a lawsuit, but they could not stop you. So if you trained the Blackfeet in Montana, Legally, there's nothing that the Canadians could do, even even Trudeau's fascist government could do to stop um, Blackfeet from going into Canada to see their brethren there. And if they had water purification kits and ways to help them with the water, there's not anything they can do to stop them from, from coming in to, um, to Canada. I know that treaty. It's an interesting treaty and people don't realize it. But um, anyway, it might be worth revisiting at some point. Just as a suggestion. Yep. So. Yep. So yeah, people, like I say, we tried to put some in the schools over there, but we but we did install with the Black Feet in Montana, which wow. was awesome. And they and their story is amazing on wow. how they got their water contaminated, almost like the Hopi from those um mining those chemical companies. I see. Okay. Wow. How long ago did yeah, it work? I think it was oh. an aluminum company. Um, with the Blackfeet, I think it was one of the uh, um, aluminum companies that contaminated the water in Montana, where, you know, Peabody Mining did the water uh, with the uranium for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation. Well, from what I've heard, I have friends in Canada, Trudeau's reputation in Canada is worse than Biden's reputation here in the United States. It's hard to believe because most people, the overwhelming majority of Americans hate Biden as I don't like him now, but even it's even worse in Canada. I think I think Trudeau is being held in office, kept in office by brute force. Um, and um, I don't see him being in, in, in office very long, but he's done nothing to help the Canadian people like Biden has done nothing to help the American people. They're both tools of China. Um, but um, at any rate, um, well, if there's something 
you know, uh, if, if, if you, if you, if I can be of help with the Blackfeet, let me know in terms of fundraising or whatever, but, uh, um, okay. I definitely will. Like I said, I think the whole key is grassroots. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the whole key. If, if, because from what I'm experiencing these last 20 years, it's been the grassroots thing. Because when you look at um, the government, there's no help. So uh, grassroots has been amazing. Right, right, right. Um, one of the things that Samuel Chong talked about in his book, The Theoboa Prophecy, was that um, he said the Theoboans uh, said it was absurd, their, their term, absurd for maybe a thousand elite people um, on this planet to rule the entire planet of millions and millions of people, billions of people. Um, that should, that's not freedom. You know, that's not how we're supposed to live. People should be, have the freedom themselves to determine their own personal de destiny and not give their power away to governments or corporations who enslave them. Basically, that's what they're, that's the whole issue right now is enslavement and freedom on this planet. And yep. the, the very, actually the very day president Kennedy is here with me now. And, um, um, basically, I don't have this. I can look it up. I can try to look it up. But there was a speech he was going to give uh, in Dallas at a factory um, that day. At, um, he was going to give it after his drive through Dallas, and it was about the the importance of freedom for humanity. I haven't seen that speech in, anywhere except that it is on a plaque um, on the grassy knoll where two of the shooters were who who shot um, um, President Kennedy. But it talked about freedom. Um, and the need for people to, who want to be free. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yep. Well, I tell you, we're doing some amazing things and, you know, I'm loving every minute of it to, you know, say, hey, let me, like you just said, teach a man to fish, you eat for life. And that's what we're doing. We're putting these water units in all the different communities. Right. The children is learning about the water units. They're becoming goodwill ambassadors, going home, teaching their parents and the community about it. They got to go to school to get the water. They can bring the water home. They can educate the family and community. And now they become goodwill ambassadors. And right. with the entertainment um, segment of it, to have these wonderful artists join us to create music because music unites the world. And we're getting it out like yes, a we are the world kind yeah. of campaign. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. There, there is, um, on advanced human civilizations beyond this planet, they do use sound therapy and light and color. The Arcturians use light and color and sound therapy as well to help heal people, which is fascinating. Just fascinating concept. People here do it too. There are a lot of people that do that here in the, in, in, uh, on this planet. But uh, they're not well known, but they do use it, you know. And there's also, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the crystal bowls. Uh, there's certain types, and there all those different frequencies. Yeah. Bowls can it also sounds like you said. So music right. unites the world. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it, it sure does. And um, the purpose of people here is to spiritually grow. This is like a big school where we're supposed to learn all these different lessons. And um, and we're supposed to make it a better place for our children and children's children and in future future generations, you know. And we have to think of other people as well for us to to be a service to others rather than service to self, because that's how we um, um, you know evolve and, and grow. But the old ways of doing things yep. are going off, 
the old the old paradigm of, of wars and battle going by the wayside. Sure, they're trying to get a war going in the Ukraine, but I think it, I think ultimately it's going to fail um, because people don't yep. want it. People just don't want it. Yep. We've got uh, five well, minutes. Well, wars is is passe. I mean, that's like a dinosaur to have. It's all about. Uh, you know, working together. It's just like with Dr. Emoto and right. the message of water. If you think, you know, these horrible things, then look what happened to the water. If you come with love and light and right. the forgiveness, just like you said, sorry, water, that we did this to you, you know, then look what happened. And so you, it's all about the mind. You have to be positive thought, positive thinking, and that's what the world needs. Interesting. It's absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Leon. We've got a couple minutes left so much for coming on today. I just want to make a brief announcement. I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful uh, love and support. Uh, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener, listener-supported show, and so your donations are always really appreciated. Uh, you can go to my BBS website at, um, um, what is it, um, HTTPS, um, forward slash, forward slash, bbsradio.com, um, forward slash, um, out of this world radio, and feel free to donate whatever you like. Um, we have several different letter, uh, levels, gold, silver, and um, platinum, from $3 to 10 bucks or 25 a, a month. Whatever you want to donate is, is really nice, or 50 for the year. And on, on my website, uh, out of this world, 1150.com, is a little PayPal button. Donate whatever you like. It's always appreciated. I will be going back to Mount Shasta, uh, this summer. Um, for more details, you can look at, um, out of this world readings. Um, no, no, yeah, out of this world readings.com under miscellaneous. I've also have my books available. Um, the only, the only requirement, uh, I have for people is that they be of high vibration and be positive. If you are an, an agent or for the deep state or the three letter agency, um, I will, my, my Plydean, uh, friends and friends from Telos and Adama will warn me about you and you will not be able to come. So don't try to pull any fast ones. We've had other, we've had negatives try to come on the trips. So they've all been excluded. Um, we have to be very careful because last year, ser- several times, my life was um, threatened, and I know where it came from, uh, Deep State, and I know who was acting for them. Um, and uh, so I have to be careful on who I associate with. And I guarantee I'll know ahead of time um, if you're trying to get on the trip, you will not be um, uh, contacted. If necessary, I will call the police and file a restraining order on you, too. It gets that serious. You have to be careful. But most people are nice. Most people are loving and kind and they want to come for the right reasons and so i welcome you to come on the trip um as well as i'm planning to go to peru too and hope to do some uh some water work there and with that i want to thank everyone so much for listening today in addition to bbs i'm also on clout hub c-l-o-u-t-h-u-b um what else uh bit shoot and, and and a host of other uh medias as well but uh here on, on mainly on on BBS and on Facebook too. And Leon, go ahead and have uh, two minutes to wrap up your beautiful uh, presentation today. Yeah, Ted, I want to thank you for having me on the show. Since I've been on your shows, like I said, we've done some amazing work. I am super um, happy and you know glad that I met you and what we've done so far for the Hopi and Navajo Reservation and children around the world has been totally amazing 
Um, and our website is www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org if anyone would like to donate and volunteer. Any musicians, like I said, anyone, please um, join us. Um, we're doing some amazing things. And thank you again, Ted, for all you've done for us and for the Hopi and Navajo, because if it wasn't for you, those thousands of children and their families would not have clean, fresh drinking water, and they would still be hurting and suffering um, because of drinking that contaminated water. So you dying are too. amazing, and we continue to work with you in the future. Absolutely, my friend. Well, uh, thanks so much for all of your beautiful... Oh, and along with the Dr. Emoto Peace Project with Michiko, um, that's been a great help also. Absolutely. No package. Absolutely. They do great work uh, in Tokyo. And uh, um, even uh, Dr. Moto passed away, of course, uh, in October of 2014. But they st- they're carrying on. They're great people. The uh, website for the Emoto Peace Project is www.emotopeaceproject.net. And you can look up their project there. They have these beautiful little children's books called Messages from Water. And you can download it from there um, or write them for, for further help. And with that, I hope everyone has a really beautiful and happy day. And uh, it's 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 a it's it's a wonderful experience being here on the planet. And I know we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. We just have to uh, visualize it. And we'll, we're powerful spiritual beings. Uh, and I know we can create a beautiful and happy happy future. We just have to work on it and do positive things to help each other out. Which with much love to all of you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting my show today. I, Leon, it was great having you, and we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me, Ted. Thanks a lot, and have a great, wonderful day. Thank you, my friend. You too, Leon. All right. I'll call you a little later. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.